Previously on Critically Stupid. There we go. Lockpick, found a door, leaning too steep. Wet set of stairs. Why is everything sweaty and wet in this? That did not come out. That sounded very differently in my head. Smash cut. Hey, everybody, and welcome to yet another fantastic episode of soon-to-be world-famous Critically Stupid. I am here with another recap. For those of you that uh, didn't watch the last episode, and you're dead to me for not watching, uh, for those of you for, who, who are like me, who forget everything. Um, anyway, so we found ourselves on a mission to rescue Jess Apostrophe from the Xanathar Guild. So we went to Ailby Back, which is a Xanathar bar, a Xanabar, if you will. And of course they are, because they are a subpar bar compared to Troll Skull. A subbar, if you will. Uh, anyway, I learned it was a Xanabar from from the half orc that that I talked to, who who was very terrifying in appearance, but actually turned out to be a, a pretty nice guy. And uh, Gareth went to speak with one of the bartenders, kind of bartender to bartender, see if we can't get some information that way. And Arnold spoke with a groupie that was uh, with the band on stage. Although now that I think about it, I think they were more of a roadie than a groupie. Anyway, we all pretty much learned the same information, which is that obviously I'll be back is not on the up and up. And you know what else isn't on the up and up? They're deliveries something was very suspect about the basement so we decided despite everything we've learned from fantasy horror movies that we are going to go to the basement can i admit something to you three ding-dongs right now that is simultaneously funny and embarrassing uh i have been a video gamer my entire life i am an age old and i've spent all of that time playing video games and i just now in this moment you saw it happen on my face realized that it's called mist because it's the first half of mystery yeah, i was dude. gonna ask <laughs> it's spelled I, the I same was, i thought it was just a different way to spell mist <laughs>
What's going on, everybody? Welcome to your soon-to-be world-famous Dungeons & Dragons Real Play Comedy Podcast, Critically Stupid. I am Alexander James. I'm your Dungeon Master and your host. And my favorite part of last episode was when Arnold finally snapped and used his magic pan flute to, not pants flute, pan flute, to steal the voice from that groupie who low-key did deserve it because he smack-talked Troll Skull and I wasn't cool with that. Uh, we have a lovely guest on the show today. Her name is Thea Landon, and I'm going to uh, pitch it to her next. Thea, what was your favorite part of last episode? Oh, geez, you're putting me on the spot here. It's hard to pick just one. It, it, you're seeing through this, right? Yeah. Fully, fully, fully. But just, you know, just, just, just give us a highlight. The cold open was just so wonderfully prepared. I appreciate the effort that you put into it. Thank you. I did sit down for How fully, long fully, yeah, 15 minutes, I think it took us to to put that together, actually. <laughs> Masterpiece. Um, Theo, who would you like to go next between Gary and Diana and uh, Arnold? I guess we will hear from Diana next. <laughs> Anthony, you don't get a real name. You don't get a real name. <laughs> Wait, what? I said Anthony. <laughs> You said Arnold. You said Arnold. You said Gary and Arnold. You've become Arnold at this point. That's There is no more Anthony. There is only Arnold. Um, my name is Diana. I play Mel. I also have the Wolf Pup, Joshua Patrick, Josh Pat, JPZ. Uh, my favorite part of last episode was... Um, fuck. I... Uh, I think the running bit where Mel stole all the dogs. She stole a lot of dogs. I'm building my football team. Now, if you remember, they did they did disappear into the imaginary hedge that Arnold summoned to like help you guys go downstairs. Like you went into the hedge with coats. Okay. All right. Well, that's canonical, I guess, and we'll have to circle back to that. I'll grab them on the way out. Perfect. Um, Next will be Arnold. I'm Arnold. I play Arnold. And my favorite part of last episode was when, honestly, I was going to say when Mel uh, magically made all the dogs disappear. And we were all just laughing at that for a second. I did think that I that Arnold was justified in stealing that groupie uh, or whatever. Yeah, you said groupie. It is groupie, right? Is I'm that... pretty sure he means roadie. I'm, I'm roadie. pretty sure he means roadie. But, but he said groupie, right? Okay, so we're going to go with yeah. groupie. Um, yeah, so I, I think that he was completely justified in stealing that group's voice. He was a jerk and, yeah, deserved it. So Arnold is not being super dark Arnold. It was just appropriate. Um, so, Gary. Uh, my name is the eight-handled sword, divergent, silent, divine, General Maharaga, and I play Gareth. <clears throat> my favorite part of last episode, uh, I think, was when that real tough-looking orc was just super and real manly and scary looking but he still had to pet josh pat because how can you not you gotta pet joshua patrick it's a rule mm-hmm. that's how you guys that's how you guys know the real bad guys from the just morally gray people Fair. <laughs> all right <clears throat> we are going to do a cold open together and i would like uh diana to tell me about Waterdeep's most famous lock maker Lockmaker. Yes, Waterdeep's most famous tradesman, the legendary lockmaker themselves. Uh, tell me about their workshop, where they make their locks. Um, they work actually uh, in their their shop is in the bottom of the. They like live upstairs, mm-hmm. um, and and their shop is down below, and they actually share their shop with somebody who makes 
clocks because clocks and locks I don't know it's a thing it's it's just something they do um they've been doing this for I don't like like they don't even know how long they were taught by their father I guess um their whole they they've devoted their life to it they love what they do I'm not going to come up with a name and you know it that's okay um, it's all right it's too much stress I'm not, I'm not sure what kind of info you're looking for here truthfully that's perfect a clock lock shop is dope as hell um so Garyan, we're gonna zoom into this clock lock shop beyond the walls festooned with uh cuckoo clocks and clock shaped like trees uh the thousands and thousands of different ticks and talks kind of echoing gently through the air like a susurration. Uh, we're going to go to the far side where there are just like shingles and shingles of locks hanging in the air. I would like you to tell me about the bent over wizened figure currently working on a lock that appears to be made entirely out of glass. Who is working on this lock? So this is the master lock maker himself. And I will take the burden of giving him a name because everybody knows I'm really good at it. His go name ahead, is Higarlumfuzz. Higarlumfuzz is bent over the counter working on this glass lock. And he actually, he's having a really tough time with this one because the issue with the glass lock is you can fully see inside to where all of the pieces are that you need to, the I don't know what they're called, but you need to hit them with the lock pieces or lock picks. So he's finding a really hard, really really difficult to actually have it unpickable as his is his whole brand okay uh arnold behind higar lumfuzz um sitting in a uh shipping case ready to be delivered is his latest masterpiece um and it is a full-sized what um, okay, it's it's a full-sized uh, robot robotic owl lamp. Okay, what is it? How how does it lock? How did how is it? How are the clock and the lock combined? Um, so, um, the thing is, the owl has two giant eyes. One tells the time, and the other unlocks. But they actually uh, work together because you need to be in the right time while unlocking the lock. Okay, fantastic. So, in this clock lock shop. It is well after midnight and the ticking of clocks consume the air. And then we hear a door gently squeak inward as a long silhouette is cast down the main part of this hallway as thunder and lightning slams outside. And a gentle high-pitched voice says, Have you got our delivery, Hagarlum Fuzz? They're going to cut to black right there. Um, I'm pretty sure I beefed that name on the sound. I can know you nailed it. Or is that just you and your voices? That's just me and my voices. Bestie. I've only got four of them. I'm I was just double checking. Okay. Before we jump into the episode, Thea Landon, thank you so much for being here. It's an honor to have you on a show. For inviting me. Um, really quick because I'm, uh, sorry. I said, hopefully, I don't screw it up too badly because I have not. I have played, but I've not played often. So there's such a low bar; it's insane. (laughs) We'll be okay. If I like roll the wrong dice or something, you can tell me, Thea, you fucked it up, and I will not take it personally at all. I'll be like, "Yep, that sounds like exactly the type of thing I would do." Two pyramids, butt to butt. We're we're there. Two pyramids, butt to butt. That's all you need to remember. Um, before we get going, because I'm legendarily bad at this, do you have a project that you would like to promote on the show to our huge audience? 
does it have to be D&D themed? Because Absolutely my latest not. most definitely is not. All right. So get in there. All right. My latest book is Train Hard, Rest Harder, because allegedly on social media, I am known for smutty books and workout selfies. I finally combined the two of those things and wrote a smutty gym book. It only took me years, many years. But it is short, it is smutty, and I taught myself how to make a paperback cover. So I am very proud of this accomplishment because it was not fun at all. Congratulations. If you can actually, if you want to send me a copy of that, I can put it on the screen and show it off to everybody. Um, train hard, rest harder. Where can the people find that? Where can they where can they grab them? They grab themselves a hot copy, literally. Right now it is an Amazon exclusive, both Kindle, Kindle Unlimited, and the aforementioned paperback, which it took effort. It took a lot of effort and I could have paid someone to do it, but that costs money. So I did not want to. Yeah, money or effort. Oh, 10 out of 10, 10 out of 10. Okay. Uh, everybody go check out Train Hard, Rest Harder by Thea Landon. It's uh, hot and wet in all the places you want it to be. <clears throat> Sorry. Um, okay. Let's play d and um, Okay. The three of you plus Joshua Patrick are walking down this dark, wet staircase carved into the earth. And as you walk, the stairs get simultaneously rougher, steeper, and slightly more slippery. You can see condensation slicking the walls of this sort of like narrow carved earth uh, staircase punching down. Um, Arnold and Mel have dark vision. Is that correct? Right. Yes. So my question for Gareth is, are you, are, do you have a light source or are you just rocking it blind and sort of like one hand on Mel, one hand on Arnold? Yeah, I, I try to presume that I'm just like in the middle and okay. Mel is behind me and Arnold or Mel is in front of me and Arnold's behind me. I don't know. Okay. Arnold, do you think you would be behind Gareth to keep a constant eye on him? Or do you think you'd be in front leading the way? Being I just imagine we were all arm in arm, just like kind of off to see the wizard. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's so much better, actually. All right, cool. Yeah, the staircase magically widens and grows a little bit tall enough for the three of you to skip down these stairs. Uh, and I think that's so I think that's so charming. I'm not even going to ask for an acrobatics check. I think I just like the three of you skipping down these stairs. So do you think uh, it'd be easier for me to see in the dark if I took off my sunglasses? No, no, definitely not. Cool. Can I leave them off? Because like, I mean, then you would lose cool guy points. And I don't think we can afford that this late in the show. I'm pretty sure Gareth's glasses are actually just attached to him physically. Well, that's probably because he never washes them. Anyway, at some point, the staircase starts to turn uh, gradually at first and then sharper and sharper until it turns into a spiral staircase, plunging almost vertically. You find yourself skipping a little bit slower, still delightful, but a little bit slower to get down until you end up at a crumbled, ancient, nigh-on, forgotten-about hallway, probably 200 feet beneath where you started. Um and you walk about 10 feet down this hallway, and then to your left, you see a hole in the wall that looks down on... Can I get three perception checks from you, please? Yes. As soon as I open my character sheets. Thea, I've got your character sheet right in front of me, so don't stress. I got you. Oof. I got a nine. Not great. Oof. Oof. Real bad. Don't worry, because Gareth got a... Seven. <laughs> All right, Mel. Take us there. Come on, Mel. 14. Okay. <clears throat> Woohoo! We did that's it. Double, that's double mine. <laughs> Gareth, you see bees just like swarming in front of your face. Yeah, I feel like also because it's dark, I should have, or are there lights in this hallway? 
There are no lights. Yeah, so I can't see shit anyway. But you still see the bees somehow. (laughs) Yes, Gareth, you still somehow see bees. It's crazy. It's wildly inconvenient, but that's the predicament you're in. We'll circle back to you on that later. Mel, through this hole in the wall, you are looking down into a what appears to be a cellar room. There are large barrels stacked against the wall and honeycomb shelving with, with like dark bottles tucked into their shadowy depths. But what catches your eye first uh, are three iron rings punched into the wall at about uh, eight feet off the floor with one figure with her arms shackled above her head, sort of just like slumped against the wall inert. Can I, do I know this figure? You do not recognize them from from your vantage point. Do I hear or see anything else? Down the hallway, you kind of hear some like really, really distant faint noises. It almost sounds like scratching of rock against rock. And then from the room beneath you, you can hear some like really faint, like ambient noise kind of behind a couple of doors and around a corner kind of vibe. Okay. Um, and how's Josh Bat feeling about Josh Pat is anxious, I think, because of the bees. Uh, so, like, definitely hanging back vis-a-vis the bees. But not barking, because he knows that mom's on a stealth mission. And so, like, he's being a, he's being a good doggo. I was a little worried that Arnold might not know that we're on a stealth mission. Uh, <laughs> I own this place. I am currently the boss here. Oh, that's true. You're perhaps the stealthiest of us all in that way. And Just then all of a sudden... Fully grown cow. <laughs> Just remind everybody that Arnold is still uh, costumed up, disguised self as uh, Dustin Froon, the owner of ALB Back 200 feet above the ground. Yes. Um, so, okay. Um, I guess I would turn to run either side of me, but um, hey, I don't, I don't know if you guys can see ahead, but there, there's somebody there. She, she's like, I don't know, shackled to the wall. We might, I, I feel like we might want to help her. Well, okay. So Arnold, can I like peek to try to get a, a better look at this person shackled to the wall? Like, is there some way it, to do that? Yeah. So uh, sort of leaning forward, you see that the hole in the wall is probably, it's fairly sizable. It's about three feet wide, definitely big enough to like crawl through um, and opens into like, uh, a really steep crumbled bit of like what used to be wall. And then there's like some shelving. So like there is a way into this room. So sort of like hoisting yourself over that to take a gander. Um, you see a woman shackled to a wall, slumped against the wall, uh, shackled to the wall. She seems to be slumped against. Um, and you hear like deep, even breathing, Arnold. She's asleep. Hmm. Okay. Let me see. So I whisper, I whisper to my friends, I can, I can send her a message. I can say something to her from here and see maybe, you know, if she's okay, if she, if she needs help, if she's into this. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. I don't want her to like start screaming when we suddenly just show up in there. Yeah. Does she have like a DNR tag or something? (laughs) Okay. So I'm going to cast a message specifically to the person. I don't know if, if they can hear it or not, so I'm gonna try. Um, and I'm I'm just going. So so I say, um, hey, I, we we see you there. Are you okay? Do you need help? Because we're gonna enter the room. We don't want you to be scared. Thea, I'm sorry. Uh, no, I'm gonna call you Thea until you introduce yourself, so that I don't spoil your very very good character name. 
uh, you in the depths of your dream slash nightmares caused by what made you go to sleep, you hear the word scared repeat over and over and over again on a loop. And I think you sort of like come to a half, a half sort of like consciousness. Roll a D20 for me, Thea, and add two to it. All right. That gives me 12. Okay. You flutter to consciousness and just in time to hear the actual word scared disappear in an echo in this room, in the cellar that you're currently locked in. Did I get Arnold's message or it's just the word scared? That was that was the message you got. Was just the word scared in your in your dreams nightmares. Normal. Honestly. Can I just speak in a normal not screaming to attract attention, not whispering, so you know, we want people to hear me. Can I just say hello? Who is there? Sure. Maybe. Yeah, you can for sure. That since you know that. Yeah. I think Gar- Gareth hears this and goes, that was somebody else here. The beast is talking. <laughs> <laughs> the beast can speak. So who is he calling a beast? <laughs> I would not shut the wall. I might be offended by that, but we have a couple different priorities here. I don't suppose at any point Gareth's eyes will like adjust to the dark so I can be an active member in this. Yeah, when I consider it not funny. Damn, we're screwed. <laughs> Arnold, carry on. Okay, so I so since she says that, I, I I can see her. I say, "Hey, are you okay? Is anyone in there with you?" I don't see anyone, but that doesn't mean anything. And no, I'm not okay. I'm freaking shackled to a wall and slumped over. That's a perfectly fair point. Um, we're gonna come in there, my friends and I. Uh, we we mean you no harm. Don't I, just just we're coming in, and I'm gonna cancel my uh my disguise because I, I okay, so I cancel it. I'm just gonna make my way into there. Okay, is it um, wide enough for all of us to get in? Like, continue, are we still, still skipping, or... or are we gonna have to go single you know file? What? You know what? The wall actually cracks open a little bit. There's a minute earthquake, maybe down the way a little bit, and the wall crumbles just wide enough for the three of you to two. We're off to see the wizard hop skip inside. Perfect. Perfect. Oh, I Josh, would... that's Toto. Oh my god, I love it so much. Holy shit! I do want three acrobatics checks from you, Bing Bongs, to see how stealthy you get into the room, though. Uh, actually, no, I'm sorry, stealth checks, not acrobatics. Idiot. Got it. I'm a big fan of Josh Pat as Toto. That's Gareth got a 23. Anthony looks like you need to change out your D20, my guy. I got a four, guys. I got a four. Cool, 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 cool. Mel, I thought you told him it was a stealth mission. I did. How many (laughs) times have we told him? And he still just. I got a 22. Okay. Mel I think and Gareth, real high modifiers, Gary. Mel and Gareth, you literally Mary Poppins your way down this room. I know I'm splitting my Disney references, but that's okay. Uh, you skip down this room and float gingerly to the surface of the room, your bootsteps landing with nary a whisper against the cracked cobblestones beneath you. And you Meanwhile, turn just inside like, in time. Arnold to see comes Arnold crashing in like the Kool Aid man. Bag thump his way to the ground, and he lands with like one arm tucked behind him, and like his leg in an angle it shouldn't be. And Anthony, you're gonna take yep. one point of idiot damage. Yup, that's about right. Like a bag of ground beef falling down the stairs. I just like what? the 
I imagine it was like, we're off to see the woman. She's hanging on the <laughs> <laughs> But you are all in the room and you see, uh, Thea, could you please describe your character to the party? There is a half elf, again, shackled, slumped, all of that. At one point, her hair was long and lustrous and wavy and glorious, can stop traffic, you know, the carriages on the street. But since I've been down here for a while, we got like the dirty Maddie thing going on, which is not great. And covering her face so you can't see much. And she would get it out of her face. But, you know, the whole shackling thing. Sorry. Uh, do you say anything, Thea, to these three people that uh, just appear in your room? Hey, do you guys happen to have the key to this lock that is above my head? Because my wrists really hurt right now. And I'm not staying around here. Brett, not. I have the key to everything, provided enough time. <laughs> I also and have an extra hair tie. If you'd like to pull that back. <laughs> Gareth only has one hair tie because he never undoes it. <laughs> Gross. That's why your sunglasses <laughs> stick to your face. You know, you know, dreadlocks. It's a dread bun. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> I, I smelled that sentence. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, Gareth will kind of like stumble his way over to. I mean, Mel would the... guide you. She knows you can't see in the dark. She would help you get over there. Can I look? Right. Can Arnold look for lights? Like, can I look for some sort of light source? Totally. Give me a the... perception check, please, Arnold. Okay. Thank you. While Arnold is making that perception check, Gareth, I want you to make a sleight of hand check with advantage, uh, or I'm sorry, with disadvantage, oh. unless Mel can describe to me with words, how she would help you pick a lock in the dark. Can I actually say something? Of course. With the exception of finding the lock, picking a lock is mostly feel and sound and has actually very little to do with sight. Right. That's why I was walking him over there, but at that point, yeah, it's... Because you can't see the lock. That was actually the big problem with, um, oh shit, Higalamfuz, his glass lock, is because you could see inside. That was the whole issue. I'm so very irritated at the well thought out rationale behind that statement. All right, roll a sleight of hand check, regular up and down, no disadvantage. Shackled to the damn wall. Yeah, somebody watches lock picking lawyer on TikTok every now and then. It's me. I rolled a. Dirty 20. Dirty 20. All right, Arnold, what'd you get? A 16. All right. Arnold, next to... There is a door in this room, maybe about 10 to 15 feet away. There is a small bar of light coming through it that is illuminating this room a little bit. Not enough for Gareth to see because it's still funny that he sees bees. But... The sunglasses um, are not helping. The sunglasses really (laughs) aren't helping. But uh, Arnold, you see next to the door, there is a, a wall sconce where there are like like a torch is held and it is currently empty, but next to it, there are like a handful of like wax candles that are clearly used for like a quick substitute. Cool. Okay. I'm, I'm going to head over there and okay. I'll, I'll eventually light them. Gareth, you, uh, after a couple of fumbling tries, you managed to click this lock open and uh, Thea, your, your hands finally dropped for the first time in, I'm going to be real a long time. Well, phew. And now you can see my smiling face. And thank you so much. I appreciate it. Can we get the hell out of here? 
no, we actually did something here. We came, we came down here on purpose. But we will leave at some point, and you are welcome to come with us. Yeah, I believe you also need something that is down here, if memory serves. Well, right now I only have one shoe, which I guess I can deal with. But... Oh, is that what you need down here? Your other shoe? That's optional, but really, <laughs> I am looking for my incredibly valuable, priceless flute. I need my flute. It is a part of me, and it is now missing. Thea is missing her skin flute. Ew. <laughs> I have a bone flute. Quality skin. It happens hard. to a lot of Jewish boys when they're young. <laughs> Just in case you didn't think I could fit a circumcision joke in today's episode, here we are. All right. So. Um, but will it make the anyway, cut? Anyway, I. Oh, God. No, I no, no, no. Anthony, Anthony, you motherfucker. <laughs> My favorite jokes are the ones that I don't get until Alex violently reacts to them. God. All right. Sorry. Mel, I believe you were going to take us to a land resembling sanity. Please. I was trying to. Um, I would say, um, hey, uh, my name is Mel. Uh, this is Joshua Patrick. Um, you can have this extra hair tie. I, I keep a bunch on, on my wrist. Um, how long have you been down here? I don't know. They didn't really give me a calendar or a timepiece. A really long Can I ask who, do you know who did this? All right. So here's what happened. So there's this building full of like these shady looking guys that my friend and I would go back and forth. So my bestie dared me to go in and convince these people we don't really know. Convince them start a burlesque show i mean wouldn't that be fun it would be so exciting everyone would come around and see and it turns out that these heathens do not appreciate art and it went badly they locked you up for that yeah can you believe it i feel like i've got some missing reasons but that's all right i just want to interrupt really I'm, i'm so sorry i'm so sorry go ahead gary hey siri what is burlesque (laughs) <laughs> i will you know i think alex should be the one to explain this you know he's the dm and all that can't possibly be my role uh it's a really really high class high value strip show tastefully okay. done i really first of all i really respect alex for recognizing the slow rise of the phone (laughs) about to happen the moment there was a gap in the sentence anyway jokes aside we're interrupting some really great character development between mel and thea's character who is yet unnamed uh thea you are looking at a very grumpy looking half elf woman uh with brown hair and the cutest dog you have ever seen in your life at her feet he is coal black with bottle green eyes that even in this dark room shine with an otherworldly luminescence He's so cute. He is so cute. What's his name? Uh, that's Joshua Patrick. Um, how does Josh Pat feel about her? Uh, cautious but favorable. Okay. Um, he he seems to to like you. Um, I didn't catch your name. That's right. Since you rescued me, I should probably tell you who I am. If you don't already know, 
my name is Shagella. Maybe you've heard of me. You know, I travel around and I play in different pubs and taverns. I play the lute. I play the flute. I play other instruments that don't rhyme with food, but you know, we have to go with a marketing thing here. So those two are at the top of the list. Really, it's fabulous. You have to come check it out. Arnold, uh, give me a history check with advantage, please. Got it. All right, not so bad. 17 and all right, that was much better. Uh, 22. You have heard of uh, Shagella. She is renowned in the Waterdeep uh, burlesque scene. She started several, like her whole thing is like, she'll go to a place that doesn't do burlesques and start a burlesque. And somehow it's some weird sort of like blend between magic and persuasiveness and raw charisma and performing ability that she will turn like a construction site into a pop-up burlesque. That's like her it's whole thing. It's a flash thing. mob. It's a literal fuck. <laughs> Nice. It's a literal flash mob. <laughs> but like in the non-illegal way. <laughs> right. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, there's there's totally no... Ill- sex work is fully legal in Waterdeep. I got like unconsensual for- flashing, though? Non-consensual flashing is different. There's there's tasteful tassels. Let's say that. Tasteful tassels? Yuck. <laughs> and all the loops, they're, you know, appropriately positioned so you don't see the really good stuff. It, it, it's great. You'll love it. Anyway, so, Arnold, you recognize Arnold, the name. Yeah, so Arnold would turn, like, having lit these candles and be like, did you say check? And, like, kind of accidentally blow them out as he's, like, excited about it. Like, damn it. <laughs> like, but I, I've heard of you. You're an incredible artist. You do some wonderful work around here. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And, again, this is a great conversation, but also, and we get the hell out of this place because it so- smells really bad and my wrists hurt. Oh, absolutely. Um, so you said you're looking for some something. I'm sorry, I was lighting a candle. I didn't hear all of that. Um, but you said you're looking for some sort of flute. Is that what you said? Flute. I need it for peak performance. Okay. Um, do you have any idea where it might have been or where someone might have taken it? Somewhere other than this room would be my guess, but it's really dark, so I can't say for sure. Where was the last time you saw it? <laughs> It was in its lovely leather case strapped to my back. But then those ruffians who locked me up must have unstrapped. Ah. I guess I don't understand why they locked you. Why wouldn't they just let you go? Why wouldn't they just say no and let you go? Like, did you see something? Were they up to something? No, I don't know. Maybe they're just offended by my very tasteful. Yes, the tassels. Are tasteful and have excellent reviews, but maybe it's not their thing. Which sad. Well, sure, but these these ruffians—if you offended them—surely would have just killed you. You must have some sort of value to them if they kept you as a hostage. Oh, this sounds like it's getting kind of icky, and kind of makes me want to get out of here even faster. Because while I do consider myself very valuable. I don't want them to value me that much. Fair. Um. Do Do we see an exit? Like, is there? Yes. There is. There is a. There is a door out of the cellar. Uh, is it the same one we came in? No. You came in through a crack in the wall, sort of. Oh, like that's right. That's above right. And like down the shelves. So there is a door leading deeper into ostensibly this complex. Fair. Okay. Um, uh, well, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry to interrupt. Uh, Mel, you see. 
Josh Pat starts snoofling the cobblestones and he goes up to one of the iron rings punched into the wall and his tail starts wagging as he sniffles along the wall um, at the ring next to where uh, Shagella was, was uh, I'm sorry, Shagella was uh, chained up. Yeah, why are there three rings? If you're going to tie someone up, you only need two. One, if you, anyway. Um, yeah, so if, if he was over the, yes, bestie? Nothing. No, I'm good. I'm chill. You guys, Please you, carry people, on. you people are sick. Please carry on weaving this dramatic We're sick? Who made the circumcision joke? Anthony. Yeah, <laughs> Anthony. Started and then Anthony just leaned into Weird. it. Anywho, um, yeah, so I, I would uh, obviously notice that he has sniffled something out. Um, and I'd be like, um, hey, I think I think Josh Pat found something and I would, you know, walk over there. Can I see anything different about Yeah, I, you have dark vision, so like the the shadowy depths of this room illuminate themselves to you. Um there's a lot of like dirt and spider webs and scree and all of the stuff that Shagella is eager to get away from. However, buried amongst the um miscellany detritus detritus, excuse me. <clears throat> is a single paper card that you pick up. It's about the size of a business card. And it says the black viper on the inside. And there's a, there's a black widow with an hourglass on it. <laughs> Hate that bitch. Um, so Mel would obviously recognize the card. Yep. Um, and she would say, um, listen, you're not going to want to hear this, uh, um, Gareth, but this is the black viper's business card i wanted so bad for you to be like you're not gonna like this gareth and just hand it to me <laughs> oh i know better than <laughs> no, okay um so her her calling her business card it was just here in the room i mean so josh pat sniffed it out so maybe he's maybe she's near I, i'm i'm not I, sure i mean the existence of the calling card implies that she has uh, called thieves stole something from here and also she... presumably left as well she yeah, wouldn't want to steal a flute though right can oh, i valuable so i want to make i just i'm just going to use my minor illusion real quick to make like a poster like a wanted poster of her if i can do that and be like of the black viper and i just want to be like yeah. i want to well i just want to ask the the new you know i want to ask her have you seen this person like yeah, at you all? just had to do it in a super dramatic extra way yeah he pulls out a milk carton on the side <laughs> <Have you laughs> he made a milk he invented the milk carton to put the black viper's picture on it that's your Carry legacy on, right there okay so i ask um well i'm sorry what was it shagella shagella, shagella. Like if shaggy was a woman so it's a bond villain so if something bad goes wrong, it wasn't me. All right, <laughs> nice. <laughs> okay. So I ask Shagella, um, have you have you seen uh this this person, the Black Viper? Uh Thea, you see uh the bard pull a milk carton out of empty air with a missing person uh image on it that looks exactly like your cellmate Jess. Oh fuck, yeah, we're oh yeah, that's why we're here. <laughs> oh shit. Her, she was at the shackles next door. She was <laughs> her. 
Wait, wait. Gareth gets like the biggest fucking... That's when I got really scared, but then I passed out. You know, who has time for that? No, that happens. So you say next door, so not in the same room elsewhere? I could hear her, but again, it's really dark. Kind of dusty. (laughs) Fair enough. I suppose she could have been in here and you wouldn't have known. Uh, How did... I don't care. Um, All right, well, let's go find Jeff because... Oh, I'm so excited. That is why we're here. Uh, I'm so, sorry, above table. My, yes, my... Ab- above table, you are here to rescue Jessica Apostrophe because she is allegedly attached to the Harpers in some in some form or fashion, and Lady Romalia Haventree has asked you to come save her because she there was a contact in the Xanathar Guild, Sylvia, Which who is going to flip. Yeah, but we were like, Sylvia will probably never flip ever. Yeah. I will also say above table, Thea, Jess was in this room with you when she was taken. And you do remember, I, I DM'd you some of the details of her being like taken out of this room, just like, so you, so you know. Um, and so you guys, you three know, like, like Shagella does know a little bit about Jessica apostrophe and like her scenario here. Um, so we, uh, the reason we're down here is because we're looking for, for this individual um do you know anything about where they might have taken her i don't there were just these two guys who dragged her out and she was really really freaked the hell out so i'm really glad that you came to find me and not the two of them do you know approximately how long ago she was dragged out of the room ballpark no, I feel like I was asleep for a really long time, and again, can't really, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's dark. Yeah, stars here. <laughs> I mean, Gareth's you would like have still dark blind. Like, I know, I get it. Two, though, right? You were you're half elf, right? I have. So you would have dark vision. Okay. So like, I saw you. You think it's dark in here? I know. We can all see except you. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. I think it's very funny. Josh Pat's willing to be your seeing eye dog. Oh my god. Yes. Fuck yes. So okay, I want to make so, my way toward please, the door. Arlo, yep. right. <laughs> I was gonna say I make my way toward the door. Um I just first I like I'm imagining there's nothing behind the door, but I'm gonna listen just to make sure. Do I okay. hear anything? Do I hear anything on the other side of the door? You hear nothing. Okay. I'm going to slowly and carefully and very stealthily open the door um, okay. <laughs> with, to the best of my ability. And I'm just going to I'm just going to walk right. Out. I'm just going to go out into the hall. All right. You are looking into a large hallway. You're opening the door a little bit. So you're only looking across the hallway, but it's a good 15, 20 feet across long hallway that goes uh, left and right as hallways do. Okay. Um so I, I turn around and I say, it goes left and right as always do. And then I, but I do, I, I want to look, I do want to look um, to see if I, do I notice any signs of like a struggle? Like, is there like, are there footprints or like anything in the, you know, on the ground that I can tell? The is repair of this hallway is significantly better than the abandoned hallway you guys came, came up. You have the, you have the feeling that you were perhaps going through like a back door or like a, like a, like a sly way around. Whereas this is clearly like the main drag of the complex or one of them, the paving stones beneath your feet are flat and well uh, dusted. There's no like, um, 
signs of decay or neglect. What you can see sort of like 10 feet uh, down the hallway as it turns left is there's a statue set into one alcove. Okay. Of what? Too far away to make out the details. Okay, so what do you guys think? Which way should we go? So I think, can, first of all, can I make the assumption that now that I'm being assisted by the wonderful Josh Pat, that I can at the very least walk around unimpeded? Yeah, yeah. Josh Pat will give you regular sight for sure. He's a very good makeshift seeing eye dog. I, I don't expect Josh Pat to describe things for me, but in terms of not running into things, I'll be all right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Theo, were you going to say something? Oh, no, he asked which way to go, and I said, out, away, away from here. I'm, I'm just going to start I... walking toward that statue. I'm going to go, I go right toward the statue. Okay. Because I see something. I'm going to go check it out. Arnold, you walk out into the hallway, and you get about five feet out before two torches burst into life on the wall across from you and illuminate this hallway in a, in a broad pool of <laughs> orange light. <laughs> Just a classic fantasy motion sensor light. Yeah, it's pretty cool. But I what they it. illuminate, Arnold, is a statue of what appears to be an adventurer. Uh, it's a human man with long hair clubbed at the neck. He's got like a robe on and a quarterstaff in one hand. Um, but the feature that actually strikes you first is a look of absolute terror frozen onto his stone face. I, I look at I look at Gareth and I'm like, it's like someone combined us and made a statue. <laughs> <laughs> um, can I? Oh, I don't even. I guess that'd be something more for Mel, because I have a sneaking suspicion as to what kind, what what what's all going on with the statue here. Well, so so Mel, I mean, seeing that he's afraid, Mel would or appears to be afraid. Um, she would definitely mention, especially because Garrett can't see anything. That nope, torches are on now. I can. Oh, see. that's right. I'm sorry, torches are on. Um, uh, hey, I think we need to be a little bit on guard because I'm not sure that this statue is a statue so much as somebody who was turned into one. Yeah, I'm thinking we're dealing with a sort of uh, Medusa Basilisk vibe here. So eyes to the ground, boys and girls. Should we investigate the statue or just try to like run really fast past it? <laughs> yeah, just like do one of these. <laughs> Is, yeah, um... Can I, um, can I in, in investigate the statue for signs of it being man-made? Because I think they're the differences between something being chiseled and something being turned into stone should be relatively noticeable if looked for. All right, all right. Give me an investigation check, please, Gareth. Doing it. Ooh, somebody Pat else should have been rolling still, this. Um, like, calm, or is he at all? Josh Pat, again, uh -huh. still quite wary because he knows that, you know, mom's on a mission. Um, both of his ears are perked up, and he is looking down the hallway to your left. Okay, but he's Here. not. Somebody, the some... away from the statue. Heard. So somebody uh, should have rolled this besides Gareth because he rolled a three. Hey, yeah. Gareth, you know what? You know what? This is statue for sure, for sure. Cool, 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 cool. I'm glad I clarified that. Well, it just and wouldn't so make with... sense for somebody to chisel this expression on in here. It it just with. Pretty sure. With the torches on, am I able to see like 
scrape marks or signs of somebody being dragged on the ground? No, no, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, Thea, I'm sorry, what'd you say? But, yeah, there was the question, why would someone chisel that expression? I said it definitely sends a message. <laughs> yeah, fair. <laughs> that we might There's have a basilisk down very, here. Bad here. Well, can I ask, okay, so looking at the statue, does it have a base or is it simply statue feet against the, the normal Ooh. floor? I feel uh, like it is, it, it is elevated on a pedestal. Okay. It is on a pedestal. Good That's sign. More statuesque. Yeah. That's. Thea. The question Are we positive that it's a look of terror or it'd be a look of like extreme pleasure? Because those two are sort of like right next to each other. Is this I'll, a tell episode. I'll tell you what, Shagella, roll your d20 and add one to it for an insight check, please. Sure. Yeah, what if we've just mm, never mind? Nope, nope, nope. It's a family show. Yeah, hard either way is what we're saying. One more time, Thea. 19. Okay, this dude is for sure terrorized and his pants are dry. That's a damn shame. Dry as rock, even. It, it's good that we found out. All information is good information. Mel, with your passive perception being the highest of this group by a good three points, you hear the faint jingling of bells coming from the left side of the square down into the shadow. It can't be. We killed we, him. We killed him. Oh, fuck yeah, we, we killed Santa. I forgot. Canonically murdered Santa Claus. It's true. <laughs> he deserved I, it. I plunged a dagger into his heart. Forgot. Yeah, happens. Mel. I'm just glad it wasn't me for a change. Although I do kind of remember shooting somebody. What uh, was like you? That's crazy. <laughs> I'm... So you said it's down to the left? Correct. Um, hey, I hear something um, down to the left. I think we want to, Arnold, we want to go stealthy, okay? Got it. Because I, this I, thing I, is I, clearly I like a person turned into a statue. So let's try to avoid that fate. Um, yeah. I think we should probably head that way, but stealthy. Great idea. Remember what I taught you, Arnold? Put your feet down slowly and without the entire force of your body. I've been if you remember, I've been practicing. Yeah, Arnold and Gareth have gone on stealth school missions, if you remember. Right. But the I stealth, still... The I still burglary like internship this. continues. Like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Really quick, I'm so sorry. Above the safe side, I'm gonna take off my other shoe to be really stealthy. Nice, uh, nice. My detail. one shoe, I should say, because who the hell knows where the other one is? Uh, did you guys decide to go right or left? Uh, we decided to go away left. from where the bells are coming from. Okay, so you guys turn right, uh, and you see the hallway dead end into just like a, a masoned wall. Oh, he's making us. Go to the left toward the bells. All right. Excellent. Wait. wait. Time out before we do anything. Do we just want to wait around this corner and jump whoever walks past? Maybe. I mean, like either A. I mean, that's the spot. They don't know we're here. Or B, he doesn't walk past and we're fine. So, I mean. I'm not mad at that. The jingling is getting louder. Yeah, I mean, I, if anybody's opposed, speak now or forever hold your peace. 
Mel's already taken JP and done like you know how she just disappears. Mel, so Mel's bow is fully out. drawn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fully but drawn she, and she just recedes into the shadow. Yeah, like like suddenly there's a hedge that she backs into, and all the dogs right. she stole are still there, just waiting for. Her. You know what's crazy, actually, Mel, is this hedge empty. I'm, I'm crazy. Don't I, th- I think um, as Mel recedes into a bush that appeared out of nowhere, Gareth will just you know hide against the wall, literally against the corner, with with his knives out, waiting for this. Hooligan with the bells. All right. Uh, so Mel still- is going to have JP kind of reach forward and pull Arnold into the mystery bush. Oh, okay. <laughs> the mystery I'm going to because I don't have a weapon. I just have a shoe. And, you know, yeah, you, you've got shoe. your shoes sort of chonkless. I mean, that's, yeah, I was, was going to say, in the, in the hands of a competent oh. mother, that is the most dangerous oh. weapon off you'll ever need. All right. Let me get Wait. let me get stealth Let's- checks, all four of you, please. Uh, Thea, you're going to roll your d20. And you're going to add one to it. Oh, shit. No one's finding Mel ever. Somebody's going to find Gareth. He only got a 17. Yeah, it's a 20. It's a 21. I got a hey, 25. We, oh, Thea, did you get a nat 20? Yes. <laughs> Bang. Hey, yeah, that's awesome. Go. I also uh, got a nat 20 plus 5, so 25. Wow. Jesus. I got a 16. I got a 16. Yeah, I got I got a 17 after my plus 7 bonus. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, the jingling grows louder and louder and starts to echo closer and closer. And now it is accompanied by a cackling high pitched voice that is singing to itself in a series of lyrics over and over. You going to sing that bestie? Yeah. What's it singing? I believe I am bestie. Yeah. Now hurry on young Lemmy winks. Uh, the voice says, come with a smile, hee hee, in slaughter I rest, ha ha, I can be contagious, hoo hoo, but my medicine is best, hee hee, over and Marks. over and over again. Thank you so much. I did not write that. Thanks, Chris Perkins. Uh, in sort of like a ceaseless rhythm over and over, accompanied by these jingling bells, this voice oh, repeats his, to itself. His medication is best? Was that the last lie? Uh, that man is feeling, or whoever it is, yeah, is feeling great. Like, what kind of medication are we talking about here? I think you hear this jingling stop in front of the last stat in in front of this statue that you guys have seen in this hallway. Uh, and then the the lyric repeats itself again, and then the jingling starts to walk back down the hallway. The fact that they have people just do double checks to make sure that the statue is still there makes me a little uncomfortable. But, well, I mean, we waited behind the corner just in case he was going to walk away, and he did, so. Yeah, yeah. Alonzi. I think we need to figure out how to free that man from his statue form. I'm going to be so honest, it's insane how much I disagree with you. (laughs) I think we should keep anything that is encased in stone solidly encased in said stone. Feel good? Look at the terror pleasure on his face. We can't just leave him like that right in the middle. I mean, that's... I I kind of figured, like, so these are, like, they're the baddies, right? So then we have somebody here that the baddies clearly encased in stone, so he's probably a goodie. One of those, the enemy of my enemy might not try to shoot me in the face kind of thing. 
Right. I think that's um, a gonna, valuable life lesson. Arnold. Agreed. I'm going to try to, I'm just going to, just to try, I'm going to cast message to the statue and just be like, hey, are you, uh, you, uh, you in there? Are you okay? You, uh, you alive? Is, are you uh, can you hear me? <laughs> are you perchance an inanimate object? Oh, wait, 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 wait. Is this your stone face? Like an O face, but a stone face? Nothing, happen- Nothing happens, Arnold. Your message falls on literal stony ears. That's fair. Okay, I say I'm pretty sure he's just a statue, guys. Well, now he is. <laughs> yeah, Arnold. We can. He see wouldn't have that. been a statue if you didn't bug him about it. <laughs> <laughs> maybe he's just intentionally ignoring you, like you know. What tablet? This. I just wanted to be his friend. I can't believe he's just okay. What that's fine. are we doing? We're fall. We're going the the well, other we way. Well, we can't if go right is, because this is a dead, dead end, end process of so... eliminations. The other way. All right. So you guys go down the hallway, chasing these jingles. Um, I think at a healthy guys, distance. A healthy distance, heard. Healthy. I think you make it another uh ten feet before you see another statue inlaid into the wall. This one is a dwarf with a bushy beard. There are rocks carefully carved into his beard to look like bits of like baubles and treasure and runes. He has a greasy cap slathered over his head, covering one eye and uh, is holding a great ax in his hands and is in the process of recoiling away from whoever is looking at him deeper into his alcove. Oh, is the cap itself greasy or is it just chiseled to look like grease? You know what? Reach up there and find out, Thea. What am I doing? Sorry. Reach reach in there and figure out if the cap is greasy. Oh, okay. All right. What am I rolling to touch this dwarf? You know statue? what? I think you just I think you just reach up there. You don't have to you don't have to roll for it. Um, I will tell you the cap is not greasy, it is stone. However, as soon as your hand makes contact with the rock, the jingling immediately ceases. And you whip around to your left to see the ashy skin of a deep gnome staring at you. His his features are frozen in a huge smile that almost looks like it was similarly to the statues in this hallway carved into his skin. He has bells attached to his wrist cuffs, ankle cuffs, elbows and knees and he takes several jingling steps towards you almost leaping like a like a circus monkey and the jingling comes closer he makes direct eye contact with you and sings his song again uh which is just for the record for the for the audience at home i come with a smile ha ha i in slaughter i rest he he i can be contagious hoo hoo but my medicine is best. Ha ha! Like, how delicious. This is not a judgment on your performance skills. I just want to know. Like, no, you can judge them. You just like happily singing this terrible song as he prances around a hallway, or does he like really want to fuck us up? I will investigate that if you want me to. Yeah, roll me that. another roll inside, inside check, check baby. Yeah, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a d twenty plus one. I'm not good at riddles. If that's a riddle, it's eighteen. Um, his glee is covered by something sharp in in the veil behind his eyes. Like he is, he is 
almost dangerously happy to see you and to be able to repeat this rhyme to somebody in real life. And you can see like, as he, as these bells jingle and he dances closer, he's not stopping Shigella. He's probably 15 feet. And then it closes to five shockingly quickly. So he's still coming at us. Correct. I mean, we all see him, right? Like, Correct. Yeah, he's not invisible to everybody except Shigella. He is he is in view. Okay. Can I just like I don't know. Tackle him. It, it, it's a, you said it's a gnome, right? It's fucking Yeah, it's a little guy. He's like yeah. three feet tall. I was gonna leave the next step up to people who had things other than one single shoe in their inventory and <laughs> his kryptonite. We don't know. Yeah, maybe that one Birkenstock will do him in. Um yeah, uh, can I just like I don't know, go for like a quick tackle, almost like I think Gareth's knee jerk reaction would be if he's being stealthy and somebody saw him would be to immediately go for the tackle and like covering of the mouth to avoid sounds being made. Yeah, all right, roll a. Uh, I'll I'll t- I'll let you choose acrobatics or athletics, and then when you choose, I'll roll a contest. Um, athletics. Oh no, there it is. Uh, definitely acrobatics. Fuck me. Okay. God, I'm so fucking bad at riddles. I. I come Ooh, with a smile. Yeah, I've got a 22. All right, I rolled a five. So you writhe around this dude like a snake charmer and sort of like pinch him at the knees and get like an elbow around his neck and then you clap a hand over his mouth and the two of you gently fall backwards against the stone floor of this hallway. I think I'll start off simple with the questioning because this guy reminds me a lot of Gollum. Uh, I, I think I'll just be like, what's your name? And then, you know, do the little... Let him answer. Okay, okay, okay. Um... <laughs> My name is Flutterfoot Sifswizzle. Sorry, fuck. Hang on, I beefed that so bad. Sorry, guys. His name is actually like quite saying his whole his whole bit is like great for me. Um... My name is Flutterfoot. Hee. <laughs> what are you doing down here, Flutterfoot? Fluttering. What's up with the statues? Well, I shouldn't have to tell you unless you can answer my riddle. And what happens if I can't answer your riddle for Flutterfoot? I guess you'll just be the dumbest man that has ever existed. Yeah, I'm pretty comfortable with that. What's a riddle? Well, a riddle is a, it's a question that's phrased in a rhyme. You motherfucker, I meant what is your riddle? Well, haven't you been listening? <laughs> I've told you three Say times. Say it again. Say it again. I need it again. All right, I'm going to say it out of, the, out of the character voice this time. I come with a smile. In slaughter, rest. I rest. I can be contagious, but my medicine is best. Laughter. Laughter? Arnold Laughter and Mel, is the best medicine, yeah. Arnold and Mel say it at the same time. And Shagella, you can see the disappointment echo through this dude's whole frame. Like he literally falls a little limp and his arms almost cross as Gareth is like bull nelsling him to the ground. Oh, and, sorry, uh, not Gareth just goes, yeah, I was going to say that too, by the way. Well, you've caught Flutterfoot where right where you got him. What do you who are you? You've answered my you've you've got my riddle, so I'm supposed to answer you honestly. All right. What's up with the statues, Flutter Flutterfoot? Those are decorations. 
Um, Were they people once? Yeah. Dwarf. <laughs> what how, are they afraid of? Did they become the? How did they become statues? Um, boss, boss, boss got him. He'd be like that. You know, he's a little bit, he's a little bit temperamental. Only, only Flutterfoot really knows what's going to get him to laugh all the time. (laughs) But if you, if you make a joke and he doesn't think it's funny, he'll whoop, he'll zap you. And sometimes he zaps you into a coffin and sometimes he zaps you into a statue and sometimes he zaps you way out there. You never know. Please be the coffin. Please be the coffin. Um, (laughs) way out there is still sounds like an okay option because way out there is not here. Who's your, who's the boss? Also, what's up with the bells? Well, I'm a jester. Jesters have bells. Yeah. That way, boss can hear me coming. Ching, 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 ching. Who's your Who's your boss? Boss is boss. Yeah, fair enough. Bruce Springsteen, got it. <laughs> so, where is this Bruce Springsteen? Boss, he's probably in his boss's chambers where he does all of his boss stuff. As bosses <laughs> tend to be. Bosses be like that. I don't know. I'm I'm kind of warming up to this flutterfoot. Guy. <laughs> yeah, he's fine. Please, please don't hurt me. Hey, uh, so uh, have you seen this person? And I I show that same carton of milk. Oh yeah, she was one of our two hostages or prisoners or bad people that were thrown up in that cellar. We were mm. gonna put him in the actual prison, but all the guards are drunk. That <laughs> happens. You know where she is now? Well, she's probably with the boss. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna keep it a buck with you. You know, just. Everybody, that... everything trickles down to the boss. Is she going to get zapped? <laughs> hey, listen, she wasn't that funny when I heard her speak. <laughs> her material could honestly use some work. Okay. Um... But I tell you what, if you're going after her, if you go straight down to the boss's chambers, you're going to get murked because you seem like adventurers, right? You're the sort of rapscallions that go plundering the depths of the city for rags and riches. I'm a bartender. I'm a well, you're gonna I tell you what, they'll kill you no matter what you do for a career. So you know uh, what? Promise. that they're not discriminatory. Anthony, I was okay. So um, so does your does your boss uh, turn the people to stone? Like you know, it's like magic. What is what's what kind of powers does your boss have? What is your boss? Hey, listen, buddy, I don't know how many times you're going to make me say boss is boss before you fucking get the, get the joke, you know? Uh, like, hey. How 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 does your boss turn them into stone? Is it, do they just, like, look at them like a Medusa thing? Is it a spell? Is it a powder? Is it, how does this happen? We well, want to avoid sounds, that kind of sounds happening. like you're asking me to trade trade secrets, right? Trying to get to tell me to talk about the things, and I don't want to talk about the things. Tell you what, if you get like... something to trade, then I'll tell you. I'll I'm pretty what, sure you said that you would answer us honestly if we answered your little riddle. Well, yeah, but there's a fucking threshold. There's a limit. Okay, I'm not just going to spill my <laughs> my guts like a songbird. Tell you what, tradesies. If you don't kill me, there's a secret way to get to the boss's chamber that I'll tell you about. Yeah, all right. Lead the way. Wait, what? I said I'd tell you about it. I didn't say I'd fucking take you there. I'm a fool, not an idiot. But how do we know you're not going to turn on us? Unless I will pre- I will pretty pretty promise. And I will pretty pretty promise not to kill you on the way. Onward. All right, Arn uh Gareth, it's gonna be, I'm guessing, intimidation. Probably, yeah. I guess. How does JP feel about Ooh, it? Holy shit. Ah! Gareth, hold the five. 
thought it was the other way. <laughs> I did too. I thought he was disgusted by how well he rolled. Wrong. Mel, uh, JPZ is, uh, I think, hackles up, but not quite growling just yet. Again, you've done a good job training your dog, and he he does know that you're on a stealth mission. Right. I so, I just, I mean, I would think that he would know if it was, some, you know, dogs kind of always know. So, sure. uh, Gareth, I think Flutterfoot reaches into his sort of like sweat. And actually, I, I, I'm so sorry. I haven't described it to you. He's the clothes he's wearing is like a sweat stained, ancient, nasty jester suit. It's like a oh, one yeah. piece that's like striped, like carnival stripes. However, the, have the hat and, that like, you know he what has I mean? a, he's got a hat, but it's strapped beneath his chin, sort of like dentist patient style. Ice. Um, and it's like the purple and yellow has long since faded, just sort of like a dirty gray and a dirty beige. Oh, but okay. he reaches inside his jester suit and if he I'm, a, a... So, sorry, if Gareth is physically restraining something, somebody, there's no way he's letting them reach in and grab something from their pocket. All right, all right, there's all right. No let's, shot. Let's, he's letting let's them do, do that. All right, fair enough. Let's do this. Flutterfoot says, well, I'll tell you what, mister. I got to add a little bit of gravel to his voice because otherwise he sounds like the other eight characters that have had this voice. Well, I'll tell you what, mister. If you let me reach into my Chester's coat, then I'll give, I'll draw you a map and you can get there yourself. But I'm not going to take you because, 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 because Nazca told me that if I ever stepped foot into the guard quarters again, he would shoot me in the temple. And he specified he drew an X on my head where he would do it. Do, All right. Fair do enough. you even want to be here or is this like a hostage situation for you too <laughs> of course i want to be here <laughs> i can't wait for you to watch this back on recording and oh it was watch. all silent wasn't it but here's the thing only some of it some of it yeah. Yeah, well, which in some ways made it even crazier uh yeah no it, it like in some way it made it seem a little bit more deranged which was kind of sick well, he but, laughs okay. hysterically. So I think I think Gareth will be like, all right, Flutterfoot, will you pinky promise me that this map is faithful, accurate, and will not lead us into any traps? I'll pinky toe promise you. That's not what I asked for. Pinky toe I... promise is the most sacred promise. Mama said so. Okay. You know what? Fine. And Gareth removes his shoe and sock. Dude. I'm already missing a shoe. It's fine. We can save a little time. Yeah, here. yeah, but she, she's already barefoot. Right. Pinky promise her. Her barefoot towards the dome and they, they interlock pinky toes. All right. Uh, Gareth, do you, do you, necessary, which hopefully is not long. Ger Gareth, do you let uh, Flutterfoot reach for his, his shoe? Uh, his. Yes. Okay. Uh, he removes his shoe and his sock, and his feet are very gross. But he does interlock pinky toes with Shagella, and there's a very weirdly dexterous shake. Yuck. <laughs> uh, but he draws a map on a piece of parchment, and then he says, All right, so at the end of this, at the end of the hall, it looks like a dead end, but there's a secret door. And if you push at a certain brick, a certain brick, then the then the then the wall slides, and then you can get into the guards' quarters. But like I said, they're all drunk. Which uh, which brick, or should we be able to figure that out? It's the I drew it on the map. It's like oh, sort of okay. lower left. All right, good on you, uh, uh, Flutterfoot. I just have one one last 
teensy tiny bit of little favor to ask. Uh, don't tell anyone that we're here sleuthing about. I'll give you like a like a five minute head start, but I tell the boss everything because the boss loves me. Boss never gonna replace me, not ever, not once. He thinks I'm great and very funny. <laughs> yeah, all right, fair enough. I'm gonna Gareth likes Flutterfoot. I'm gonna be real. Like Gareth is always actually this is not even Gareth. This is just Gary, and I've always low key envied Jester's privilege. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. So, do we have anything else for Flutterfoot before we move along? Just as an aside, so I know we have this whole mission to you know get through, get to Bruce Springsteen, find Jess apostrophe, find my freaking flute. That would be great. I've not forgotten about my flute. Since Ross was seeing through Flutterfoot's forced cheer, do we want to get him out of here too, or just say fuck him, he'll deal with it. Let's move on. Just, just he seems too. He does not seem chill. He's the opposite of chill. Yeah, he's pretty much the 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 furthest other side of the spectrum from chill. If I think that he, if... he seems like he could use some medicine other than laughter. Uh I mean, yeah, dude. Open open invitation, I guess. Like what if, what if you want to tag along, man? Like and then double back for him, I guess. It might be the nice thing to do. If I mean, happen, we. I mean, I would just like listen. If you happen to not want to work for the boss, or if you love don't it, be silly. Hey, ha, 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 that's, a funny, that's a great joke. That's a really funny joke. I'm that's so funny. Also, I don't know what's gonna happen, but if we kill this boss, he's gonna find himself unemployed anyway. Listen, listen, listen. I res respect all respect to the map that I drew you, and like you guys seem like really fearsome adventurers, the scariest I've ever seen. But I think the boss is gonna be fine. All right, listen, Flutterfoot. If you want to tag along with us when we leave here, then you can. If you don't, if you want to work for the boss, then you can. This is water deep. It's a free country. Do what you want. All right, bet. Uh, and you guys leave Flutterfoot. He immediately, Gareth, as soon as you let him go, leaps back onto his feet, and then Circus Monkey jingles his way back down the hallway, stopping at every other statue. And actually, as you're standing there and you see him walk, as he walks down the hallways, more torches spring to life, and it is a gallery of statues punched into alcoves in this hallway. The shoe that he removed, did he take that with him, or... No, he I... did not. So I have two shoes now, they might not match, but at least I'm not barefoot. You do Keep have in a mind, shoe. One of one of those will shoes you is a gnome the... shoe. Will you is it a shoe for a gnome? Off of his shoe, please. Just so we can still be stealthy. There is a there is a, de there is a curly cue so like sleigh yeah, bell at the tip could, of the shoe. I won't put it on yet. I will just take it with me. I don't want it to jingle. You know what? I mean, I have like a knife. I'll just cut it. Oh, it's okay. like the Bell last bell of Christmas. Pretty you sure know what we did to joke. Santa. Anyway, down the hallway, uh, you guys end up at the dead end, quote unquote, door that you had just uh, turned around from. Gareth, you easily locate the brick that um, Flutterfoot drew you a map for, and you press it. And with nary a whisper, a door-sized section of stone swings inward, revealing uh, a immediate. Uh, turn of a hallway leaning uh, to the left. Is it wide enough for us to Wizard of Oz our way through it? I, it kills me to say 
Yes, it is. Absolutely. There's an earthquake way down the way. And then the hallway widens and all four of you can, we're off to see the wizard skip together. Arms it's also insane. Every door frame in the city has been widened to the width of four people. Structural nightmare, but very cute. Can everyone see in this hallway or is there not? There are, there are torches uh, lit around this corner. And actually it's not a very long hallway because you make it about 10 feet before you see it open into a uh, dorm room style long hall. There are bunk beds punched into the walls with chests at the foot. And it is consumed with the the sound of snoring and the smell of unwashed socks. Can we loot? Can we go through the chests and find uniforms of the guards? So glad you said it. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, just give me who's who's going. Is it all of you or is it just one of you? I, I think Gareth is going because you're the stealthiest, right? You're uh, yeah, I, 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 I'm only a plus five, so if you're a plus seven, you got yeah, better. Weapons too, because it would be been... awesome if I had something other than now two shoes. Still, you know, thinking ahead here. All right, Gareth, give me one stealth check. Let's let's wrap it up in one roll. All right, let's do it. Uh, Gareth got a twenty-three again. Badass. All right, pretty good. Um, yes, the chests at the base of these bunk beds, for whatever reason, are unlocked. Maybe it's like a false sense of security, like who's gonna who watches the watchman kind of thing. Um, and you go through three of them, and you manage to uh throw together some fairly roughshod guard uniforms or at least what you feel like are guard uniforms they're pretty plain black leather armor with like black pants and uh sort of like unlaced workman's boots can there be a dog-sized uniform with four little boots there is also a very diminutive dog-sized black leather armor set with four little bitty booties Alex, I have a question for you. Yeah, go ahead. Did you have any intention whatsoever of telling Mel that there was not a uniform for Josh Pat? Or did you just roll that dice for show? I rolled it for the vibes. There was always good. As soon as Josh Pat wanted (laughs) it, Josh Pat got it. Like, I saw you do your classic, like, I'm like, there's no way he says no, No right? No. No chance. So you all managed to uh, cobble together a leather armor set of black leather armor. And actually, as you as you sort of pull them on, you see that the shoulders, the uh, forearm pauldrons, and even like uh, one section of each leg has that yellow sigil, this, this circle with the 10 spokes coming out of it. I think... Uh, look around for the weapon, or is that not in this room? This is just the wardrobe. I'll tell you what, uh, Shagella, there is one guard sleeping with his mouth wide open, snoring like a diesel engine with a short sword on his bunk. If you would like to roll a stealth of hand check to I try do. and get it out of there. I do. What if I you roll? You do? All right. Do. Roll a d20, add one I to it. I can feel it. Sorry, what am I rolling? Roll a d20, add one to it. Uh, did you say stealth of hand? Yes, I did. Doesn't it slow? Okay. Oh shit! Okay, that would be an eight. But these these guards are so hammered, though. Are they so hammered? Are they so hammered, Garion? Flutterfoot said he they were, and he would never lie to us. He wouldn't lie, Flutterfoot. That's crazy. Wow. No, he said he wouldn't. I mean, that's true. So technically, if he lied, we can go back and kill him. 
That is awesome. And he didn't true. hold up his end of the bargain. So I see all he pinky toe promised about was the map. Shigella, you yeah. walk up to this bunk and it is a whip thin human. Almost a, almost a youth. He can't be older than 19. Um, he's got like a downy peach fuzz mustache and um, he's wearing just sort of like regular clothes. And as you reach for his short sword that's on the bunk next to him, he snorts and grabs your wrist and looks you in the eyes. But you can tell almost immediately that he's still asleep. He's not actually awake. He's just sort of still dreaming. And he says very, very quietly, I want to go home. Based. Okay, based? Yeah. I, I will whisper back, I will take you anywhere you want to go as I reach for that sword. What do I have to roll to see if I fucked it up again? Give me a persuasion check. That's going to be that D20 plus three because your charisma is kind of ridiculous. All right. 11. We spoke too soon. Can I oh, Can I give her the bardic inspiration? Can I see her like in the middle of this since you haven't said how it, what the yep. result is yet? Yep. So I'm going to, I see her like trying to, you know, persuade this person. I'm like, and I try to do like a quick lullaby. I'm just like, oh yeah. You know, all right, all right. Uh, Arnold, roll. It's one d six still, right? Yeah, it's just one d six. All right, roll it. Let's see what I get. Let's see. Come on. Mel hears the bard start singing a lullaby, and she definitely also just wants to go home. True. <laughs> Gareth immediately falls asleep. Arnold sings <laughs> Gareth to sleep every night. <laughs> I got a three. You know what? It's just enough. Okay. I think uh, this guard's eyelids flutter for a split second, Shigella, and you think like, oh, fuck, this kid's going to wake up. But then at the last minute, he sort of like sags backward and falls back against his pillow and starts snoring again, and you are armed with a short sword. Sword in one hand, shoe in the other. Let's go! Melee and ranged combat. <laughs> okay, so uh, this room uh, is sort of like hall shape so there's one entrance behind you which is where you came from and then there's one exit which is uh lit by a pair of torches all the way down are all of the beds in the barracks area occupied as you walk down the hall you count them because i think gareth's a fairly cautious individual that seems like something he would do there are 15 beds total 10 of them are occupied okay but you make it down to the end of the hall without any of the any other like ruckus. Anybody else waking up? Cool. Is there a door or anything at the end of the hall? Is there? Yeah. I see. Is there an exit to this barracks? There's one door. It is banded with iron, um, and there is a embroidered letter N over the handle. Oh, the jester said an, a name that began with, but I kind of missed it. No, he didn't. He just said boss a whole bunch. No, like, he did say oh, name. He said it began with an end, but it was a fantasy name, so my brain just Oh, no. Well, you want to know the, the good news is your character heard it. That's <laughs> right? a my character. Anthony. Hey Anthony. It's true. <laughs> I mean, it's true. <laughs> my character true. technically is better hearing and memory and would also be accustomed to hearing fantasy names. 
if and would ask God for forgiveness. If a single person can at least sound out what it sort of sounded like. It sounded like namaste is what it was. It kind of sounded like like Nicaragua. I thought it was it was like Nala, right? It was like Nala is what it was. All right, all right. All right, guys. Let me take care of this. It was Nasergoshen. Nasser Goshen. Nasser Goshen. Perfect. You know no what? All his friends just call him Nick. So can we just be like close buddies now and go with that? <laughs> sure. Yep. Absolutely. Who's opening the door? Oh, Gareth will open the door. He does that a lot. What right. was the name? Irrelevant. So I mean, we point. It just it just has an N on it. We don't it's know. It's a if door that... with an N. It could stand yeah. for it could stand for like stand for none of your business. Exactly. I think we all know it stands for whatever that name was. It could be necessaries. It could be the bathroom. It's truly not. And nobody it's... should go in here, but we have this... to get out, so we're gonna do it anyway. This is gonna be a TikTok. He's gonna ask. <laughs> if if the player doesn't remember, but the characters probably would remember, am I should I give them shit? Listen, <laughs> the player technically does have a cognitive problem. All right. Gareth, the door swings outward, which is unusual for doors. Most doors swing inward. What the fuck did I just say? Sorry, hang on. There's no way yeah. I'm going to waste airtime with that sentence. The door opens. You fucking idiot dungeon master. I cannot believe you're actually where you are right now. It would have been so much funnier if you were just like, the door and opens, you fucking idiot, you goddamn like moron. That's where I thought this was going, and I was like, like what oh, did I wow. do? <laughs> Uh, you are looking at sumptuous apartments. Uh, you're looking at a bedroom that is, it has a deep burgundy red carpet. It's got, the, uh, uh, around a corner, you can just barely see the, the one corner of a four poster bed with lush curtains hanging on either side of it. There is an, uh, claw footed bathtub that looks like it has ivory fixtures, um, there's another door sort of like down on the other side of the, of the, of the bed. There is a, uh, like a chandelier that appears to be made of like gold and glass and bits of like shining gems. And you hear very, very faintly, um, like a scratching sound. Having coming from the bed. I'm sorry. What the, is the scratching sound coming from the bed? It's coming from inside the apartment somewhere at the door. You can't quite tell where. Uh, the curtains around the bed, are they open or closed? Like, can we see inside the bed or not yet? From the door craning your head, they just sort of look like curtains. You can only catch a glimpse of one of the posters what on the corner. What is the positioning of the curtains? They appear to be semi-closed, but it's hard to tell from where you're standing. Thank the, you. Having your barracks in directly attached to your bedroom through one door is crazy, by the way. That's an insane interior design choice um yeah uh, i'm like their wealth i'm gonna go ahead and stealthily enter the room because i feel like i would rather be in here than in the barracks okay can i see is there any other door within that room there is bestie you can see it on the other side of the bed like the other side of the apartments there's another door okay there appears to be something on it, something sort of circular. You can't make it out from where you're standing. 
Okay. So we can't see the positioning of the curtains of the bed or what's inside the bed. We'll see all the way to the other side of the room and check out details of that door. I mean, yeah. Yes. Welcome to Dungeons and Dragons. Shit don't make sense. It's fantasy. Just making sure. <laughs> yeah, continue giving me a hard time. It's going to go aces for Shigella. Also, like, I'm not even, I hate to break it to you, Thea, our wonderful guest, but like, I'm not on your side here. Like, what if the door is in the way of the bed? And you, you, you're opening the door and you that? can't see through it. This is, well, I was this is see, okay, such... it's a very, very wide room. It's narrow and it's wide. So the door is like right there and the bed is way the hell over there. It works. I'm working with it. It's fine. Very This is okay, such good content. And I'm so glad that our audience is stuck with us through the last 45 seconds of really high quality fantasy. Here. Rather than go to find that apostrophe girl, go to find Bruce Springsteen, figure out what the fuck to do with Flutterfoot. No, let's get out a floor plan and measure and see how far away the apartment is from the barracks and where the door is in relation to the bed. Thank you. That's what it's I've easy. been saying. Garrett, <laughs> walk inside. Yes, stealthily, obviously. Stealthily. Um, what did you, you were 23 on your last stealth check, right? I sure did. Okay, that's pretty good. You uh, slink into these apartments, lowering yourself almost so that your um, your knuckles brush against this luxurious carpet. Uh, like a gorilla. Sli you slide into these rooms and you see, Diana, hold your shit together, please. <laughs> Is it a Shagella carpet? There, it is now. I think I get in trouble for that one, actually. All right, Gareth. More details of this room start to appear to you. The uh, curtains of this bed are indeed semi-closed. They are semi-closed around a figure sleeping on top of the covers uh, of this bed. Um, sorry, you see a dwarf sleeping uh almost like mummy style with his hands crossed over oh, his, over his yeah. shoulder uh, uh shoulders he is uh his beard is a deep charcoal his uh hair appears to be hair the one feature that you can make out more than anything else gareth is one of his arms has been brutally sawed off at the forearm in a in a way that has like ragged flesh and tendons uh still curling with like putrefaction and you know that because they are uh it's probably about like just under the elbow so sort of like right like a well, no, this down. is this is how he's sleeping then yeah and you can see it because it's it's up like this yeah so it's, it's not it's not Unless like this would you fucking listen there's... to me for four seconds between before shooting your mouth off I, I get what you're saying. His arm is cut off at the forearm. It's all fucked up. Because it's attached to a repeating crossbow that has been welded onto the stump of his arm. Love it. So it's one arm, one crossbow. Thank you. Yes. Word. Okay. And you still hear that scratching sound coming. There's another door in this apartment um, that leads to what looks to be like a sort of closet. With like it's it's like an open arch and there's like a scratching coming from around that corner. But there's tendons and shit showing on this one. I cannot believe we have we have I slowed am, the pace I of this have adventure a, so I was badly. asking because once upon a time there was somebody putting together a zombie army, and if someone's got fucking tendons and a weapons attached to them, I'm wondering if they're 
alive or dead. All right. Narratively, Mel's head is 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 where it should be. I'm sorry for giving you so much shit. And oh, I will I'm not apologize to our delightful guest or Garyan because they did waste the audience's time. Mel was on the right track. Everything <laughs> I've ever said on this show has been a waste of the audience's time. <laughs> what are we doing? Um, I'll tell you what, I'm not sleeping being this dwarf. Okay. Um, so I can I discern where the scratching sound is coming from now that I'm in the room? Yes, it's coming from around that curved archway set into like ostensibly like a closet of some kind. Okay. Um, and I can tell that the dwarf is sleeping. I, I see his chest rising, he's not dead. Correct. Okay. Okay. Um then I think I'm what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna real quietly close the wait, curtains wait. the rest of the way. Wait, wait, Anthony? Gareth. Can I can can Arnold I I think I should do this with some sort of advantage since he's sleeping. I, you it's up to you, obviously, as the god. Um, but I want to cast deafness on this uh sleeping dwarf. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Badass. Yeah. I want to cast that. Do I have to roll for that or do you roll? It's a constitution saving of 13. All right. So I'll roll it with disadvantage because I'm asleep. First roll is a three. Second roll is a 15. So it's the three. So your spell succeeds. Okay. Cool. So we should be deaf for a while. (laughs) (laughs) I got to make sure it works. Okay. Um, so Gareth will continue to like close the curtains the rest of the way. All right. Getting closer to this uh, dwarf, Gareth, he's sleeping bare chested and you see his torso, arms, and even crossbow are murdered yeah, yeah. with tattoos. The crossbow has tattoos? So like engravings? Yeah. Fuck, that's so hard. Holy shit. I imagine like it's a sleeve when it got cut off, so they like continued the tattoos in the engravings on the crossbow. That's correct. Yeah, it's a it's sort of like a like a galaxy sleeve that starts at the shoulder and then turns into like a swirling nebula eye across the barrel of this crossbow, which is insane for this time period because we don't know what space is yet. They know what stars are. Don't 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 astral project your feelings onto them. See, I would have assumed the tattoos came after the union with the crossbow for continuity's sake, but what do I know? Apparently nothing. Thanks nothing. For, thank you so much for being on our show, Thea. I mean, you're, it's, it's like it's so lovely to have you. I like that your character has the ability to like cast throw shade. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Gareth, you're in the room. Yeah, okay. Uh, curtains are closed. The dwarf is deaf. I'll, you know, give the signal for the rest of the party to come in rather than hanging out okay. by the door. Um, Is the door and- wide enough for us to enter Wizard of Oz style? Crazily, crazily, it widens just enough. And the three of you can skip in. I do have I'm- a uh, clarifying question, though. Are you leaving the door behind you open or closed? No, we are not. Sorry. I will go behind them and close it for them if they choose to leave. <laughs> just like really quick. Yes. Okay. I like to think JP is, you know, he's a little bit bigger than Toto, but like, like he can, he'll just close the door because he's a good boy. Aw, I like that. Gareth, you, you scooch over there and close the door, but JPZ is already snooting it closed. I like to imagine that um, Gareth's stealth school has two students and Josh Pat is one of them. I like to think Josh Pat's doing better at stealth school <laughs> than ours. <Arnold>. Absolutely. 
a hundred and there's like a, there's like a, there's better. like a gold star chart and josh pat's got like 10 of them <laughs> and arnold's got like two arnold just cried he was like i just want one of those stars give me one sticker man <laughs> so you have to steal Throw it from my desk star. that's how you get them <laughs> um, okay uh as he walks in the room uh, Josh Pat looks at the bed, the door, and the archway, and his hackles rise again, Mel, and he starts growling. Um, okay, so Mel would kind of, like, acknowledge, um, you know, make the little, I guess, clicky sound or whatever she usually does, so he knows that she, like, registers that okay. something's up, because I don't want him to be, even though the dwarf is deaf, just in case there's anything else around, I don't want him to, like, growl super loud. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would definitely say to everybody else, like, hey, um, Josh Pat's a little bit on edge. So I think that we need to be careful. And I would whisper it because, again, even though the dwarf is deaf, I don't know about anybody else that might be around. Do I hear anything else? Or does anything stand a... out to me? Um, give me a perception check, Mel, because you're you're so close. Also, I, I want to try if I see if I can do something with JPZ oh, after your roll, Mel. Oh, bees. Bees, 100%. bad. It's fucking five. Okay, oh. yeah, you, you hear a scratching sound. Gareth, what you got? Uh, I wanted to try and, and, and communicate with JPZ a little bit here. I know I'm not really the greatest at it. Um, nope. But I want to just kind of like, I, I heard Mel say that Josh Pat growled, and I also heard Josh Pat growl. I want to kind of like look at Josh Pat and like point towards the archway like, is that what you're growling at? Nah, like, I don't think right. so, Gareth. I mean, All right, that's fucking that's, stupid. That's... Then I'm not doing that. No, it's dumb. It's stupid and lame. I'm doing something else, and I never wanted to do that. Great. Uh, anyway, I'm just going to start stealthily making my way over towards the archway. Okay. You stealth your way over to the archway, um, and this sort of like scratching sound persists. It's around the corner. And... You poke your head inside, and Gareth, you are looking at at what at first glance appears to be a junk closet. It is There are stacks and stacks of iron collars and swords and crossbow bolts and arrows, and there's, uh, there's a lute and a set of drums, and there's uh, what appears to be like raw iron ingots stacked along one wall. Um, is Shigella missing a lute or a flute? A flute. Okay. Remember the skin flute joke. Mm, I would rather have not have. You, you know, said it. Jokes that were I, I whoa! Do not! You how dare you accuse it. me of making the skin flute joke? I think oh, that, that was you. Actually, I'm pretty you sure that was you. Started it. Yeah. <laughs> Don't yeah. gaslight me. Um, I mean, like we could check the no, tapes, we, but we all agree. Yeah. I thought we all agreed to blame me for that. But you just caught like like yeah. you the, your comedic timing um, like after like we were all like yeah Gareth got a circumcision joke in which was something you said um and we thought we were moving on and you just came in and yeah ruined it this must be something that all my crazy <laughs> friends are telling iron collars that sounded interesting but you know I'll, I'll vote for the throwback it's okay we can go back to the skin flute I'm good for yeah that. yeah yeah Shigella's like can I get that engraved anyway. Uh, so do I see the cause of the scratching sound in this closet? You sure do, Gareth, because you round the corner very stealthily and you are staring at eyeball to eyeball a six foot long rust orange 
creature covered in chitinous plates with long, quivering, flagellated antenna. Its bifurcated mouth is covered in serrated teeth spread in a horrible, horrible grin. It is in the process of eating an iron short sword and its tail, which appears to be pierced and barbed, is uh, gently brushing against the cobblestones behind it. And it stares into your eyes and screams. So Gareth, very stealthily, shits his pants. (laughs) Um... (laughs) And we are going to take a quick pee break, and then we'll come back and we will resolve this, uh, this creature. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Midworld. Give me just a couple of seconds of your time. I'll have you right back to the show. Hi, my name's Alex. As usual, we are playing Waterdeep Dragon Heist, an official Dungeons & Dragons license module written by Chris Perkins, Scott Fitzgerald Gray, Kim Mohan, and, of course, Michelle Carter. Uh, if you or any of your little gremlins, goblins, ghoulies, or ghosts would like to get into D&D, I highly recommend you go to dnd.wizards.com. Check out all of the amazing products they've got there for you. They've got swords and pickaxes and halberds and throwing stars, all for the low, low price of six ninety nine. Get out your credit cards, get out your debit cards, get out your doubloons. You can buy those right there. If you would like to end up as a character on Crit Stupid, if you would say, hey, uh, Alex, all of those cool meat puppets that you have there sound really funny and great. I'd like to be one. You can tweet us, uh, tag us in a video on TikTok, or hit us up on Instagram, at Crit Stupid, across all of our socials. Let us know what you think of the show. Let us know if you think there's a joke that we did particularly well. Let us know if there's anything that you think we can improve. We're always out to make our show better for you, the audience. So... Tag us with your thoughts, and you could end up as a character on the show. I've got a lot of characters coming up, and you could end up as a character like Dustin. Uh, I get Dustin Ego and Dustin Froon mixed up all the time, so if I did it in the episode, I apologize sincerely, but that's at and Dusters with a Z. Uh, Dustin joined us somewhere in the middle of our second season, has been doing an amazing job uh, retweeting and talking about the show, so Dustin, thank you, and Dustin Ego, thank you as well, even though they're different Dustins. Tweeted the show. Tag us in a TikTok, tag us in a post, let us know what you think, you can be a character on the show. We're doing a big subscription push on YouTube. Uh, we're trying to get to 500 subscribers now, which is uh, the level that we're going to launch our merch program at. So uh, if you haven't uh, subscribed to the show on YouTube, I would deeply, deeply appreciate it if you could, if you could recommend the show to a friend. If there's somebody that you think likes D&D or our particular brand of humor, we would love to have them in our growing listener base, just like we'd love having you. And you take it squeeze out there, and I love you very much. Bye. <clears throat> oh, uh, all right. Libra Arcana ad. Mm. Buy the dice. Buy them. Buy them. Go to the website. Thing. Stupid to the 20. Website. 20% off. Buy dice. Stup- or uh, leather-bound uh, covers for your D&D books that you Anything guys definitely own. Anything Buy you them. want. 20% off. Stupid 20. Go. Buy it. Do, Do it. it. Do it. Do it or you're dead to me. And stay homunculus. That was the best ad we've done yet. going on dear audience we are back we have got fresh beverages we are much refreshed and we are going to deal with gareth's uh brown trousers gareth so we call that a code no. brown in no, the nursing a... world actually That's i'm gonna fair. brown uh so gareth you are i'm going... shit sing Sorry. You're going first. I'm I I I'm gonna do a clean cut of that because there's no way that's making it into the final cut of this show. Like like we make some we make some crude jokes, but like no way, right? All right, anyway.
Well, you Garrett. don't like I'm gonna brown. That's the episode title, right? <laughs> it is your turn first. This creature is staring at you with beady-eyed orange fury. Um, See, so you, 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 you just, just to clarify something you said, you said it was in the middle of eating a short sword. Correct. Luckily for me, I'm not made of metal. <laughs> um, yeah, Gareth is going to jump back several feet and, and just kind of like a reactionary, what the fuck? Okay. Uh, want, like, acrobatics for that? or Yeah, roll acrobatics for it. Is he like moving to exit the closet or just in what do you roll? Uh, I rolled a 14. Deficiency. 14. Okay. You throw yourself uh, back out of the closet a little clumsily. Your shoulder catches one corner of the wall. And actually, as you flail backwards to catch your balance, you catch your balance on one of the corners of this four poster bed with a little, a little shriek. You want to give me a little shriek, Gareth? <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, Arnold, Shigella, and Mel, you see the rogue stick his head into the closet and then immediately shriek and throw himself backwards. Ah! Thank you so much. Um, what are what did you see? Uh, so okay, imagine if you will, a praying mantis, but also a snake, and at the same time, a alien. I don't know. Imagine the most horrifying thing you've ever seen eating a short sword. That. Cool. Maybe we should like just close that door. I, well, um, it's it not wasn't a door. A door. It's just an archway. I thought it was in the closet. Oh, okay, okay. okay. Wait, what if this thing ate my flute? It may have. If it ate your flute, you're not it's getting gone. it back, dude. I hate to tell you. <laughs> well, you don't have to wonder what it is for very long, Mel, because uh, you hear a scrabbling and then throwing itself out of the closet is the same creature that I just described to Gareth. It is like six to eight feet long. It is covered in orange chitinous plates. It has two flanged antennas that are like three feet long, rising almost like antlers out of its face. And its jaws are bifurcated and and like expand in an almost predator-esque scream um, as it throws itself towards Arnold, odds or evens. I knew it. Um, uh... Does Mel recognize what this monster is? Ooh, roll me a nature check, please, Mel. We don't, we, don't, we don't get one of those that often. Don't. I do appreciate that the one time I got a fucking medicine check, though, that I rolled very well. You did. Now, you say it's smiling. Is the sword still, like, hanging out the side there like a toothpick? I think there's, like, is pieces of, like, jagged guy? metal. Is, is this centipede creature like a toothpick guy? Except with a sword? Maybe. Arnold, uh, Mel, what'd you get? 14. Um, you've heard of creatures like this before that prey on precious metals. They're particularly terrorizing to mines. Um, you know that there were bands of your tribe that were hired out to protect mines from these creatures invading sort of like from the, from the wilds. However, definitely strange that it's in a city because you've only ever heard of it like out in the wilderness. Okay. And it goes after mines. It wants precious metals. Would I know if it had ever like gone after people or organic things? I think you know its tastes to be pretty non-discriminatory. And you know that because it hurls itself at Arnold. Oh, R.I.P. Arnold. All right, Arnold. Just throwing in the towel for him already, huh? Oh, it was shit. nice knowing you. 
That sucks. 20 against your AC. Real? Oh my God. What is my AC? I don't think it's 20, dude. That's definitely not 20. That's for sure. All right. 11. That killed me. Your AC is 11? Yeah. Dude, mine's only 13. I I need to see this encounter so quick. All right. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, you are going to take six points of damage as it bites your shoulder um, and sort of like saws into the into the muscle and bone. And you can almost feel like a revolving, like shearing pain as it bites into your shoulder. Uh, Arnold, what are you what armor are you wearing? Is it like leather armor? Probably. Yeah. It's just okay. basic leather armor. I wouldn't be no, steel armor from the guard. We're wearing whatever the guard is. We're wearing, yeah, we're yeah, wearing yeah, the black okay. leather armor. Black leather armor. Okay. So you're fine. Um Mel, I think it is your turn because you are uh, sort of primed next to Arnold to react to this. If we're I mean, in yeah. combat, do you want us to roll initiative? I don't, actually. I'm experimenting with a new way of doing combat. Yeah, so any... I mean, obviously, if it went after Arnold, then she's going to shoot it. Okay. Roll to attack. Thanks. Why... Are you being dumb? Not you, me. Okay. I'm always being dumb. Sorry, there's no reason. No, I I was kind of talking to my computer, actually. That is a... Oh, I did real good because it's a plus seven that comes to a 24. Okay, yes, definitely roll uh, roll damage. Super hits. Now I gotta find my D8 two pyramids. Butt to butt. That is a eight. Okay. You are standing so close to this monster, you're almost afraid that your arrow won't hit maximum velocity because it's like six feet away or less because it's standing on top of the bard. However, you see it uh, pierce between two of these chitinous plates and there's like a loud crack as it shears these two plates and this arrow punctures deep inside of this creature and it hisses in anger and these two antennas sort of like flail. Shagella, your turn. She just says it wasn't me and backs out of the room. Okay. Um, Beat it, your sword! Thing probably isn't going to work, right? Like, What'd you say? I know. Is talking to this thing going to work? Because I think I have some sort of talks with animals spell in my... Only one way to find out, dude. I actually hate to tell you this, uh, Shagella, but this creature's intelligence is too low to actually speak with you. (laughs) That's that's uh, That's what my parents tell people when they try to talk to me. What else would you like to do? All right, so it's six feet long, you said. Can I go to the end that doesn't have teeth and use my little short sword that I stole from that guard back there? Because I don't know what else to do, really. Totally. The uh, There is a tail attached to this thing that's long and sinuous like a snake, but it's barbed at one end. You can definitely go back there and give it a give it a hack. Okay, maybe not like all the way at the barred part. Maybe like one and a half in like a safe. Yeah, Absolutely. what's the most safe part of this? metal eating creature there's not a lot not a lot uh I feel like are there pictures of this thing like on the internet I, i'm having a hard time picturing it i'm yeah, really I can I'm, I'm honestly just picturing a really big orange centipede i, I was picturing an or- orange version of steve buscemi from monsters inc that's wow. <laughs> but with a neither, crazy mouth neither of those <laughs> who, who did who did steve buscemi play with he the with he it was the, randall i think the, yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah 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 um, I sent a picture into the Discord. Uh, Thea, I will send you one in your Twitter DMs just so that fair is fair. Oh, wait, what's that one Pokemon, actually? 
right, so I'm short sword. Oh, that is not what I was picturing at all. Like, what do I have to roll? You're going to roll a d20 and you're going to add four. Yeah. And four. Oh, I'm going to die. This is kind of what I was picturing. Oh, word. A I don't nine. know what I was picturing, but Let's it see okay. I was See if I was close. Oh, my Thea. God. Thanks. Nope. going to haunt my fucking nightmares. All right, phones away. We're playing D&D. Thea, you slash down, and your short sword pings against the shitness armored plates on this thing's tail and it sort of like goes wild you manage to like keep hold of it because of the almost velocity that it swings away from this creature and it whips a, it whips around and you can see twin like carved nostrils in its snout start like opening and close it as it almost sniffs the air and its eyes bead onto the short sword in your hand oh it's a snap Still uh, it's fun. gareth you are up uh, I want to do something a little crazy, or more yeah. accurately, I'm gonna try to do something a little crazy. Fuck yeah! Uh, I'm gonna hop on this motherfucker's back rodeo style. Um, okay, I, I have two two choices here. I think if I can't do one because you won't let me, I'll go with the second. But uh, I don't exactly have any reins or anything to hold on to, so I was just gonna jump up and oh. stab both my knives in there. That's cool. <laughs> I thought you were going to grab both of the antenna. That's and what I thought, thought too. That's option, number, that's option number two if you don't yeah. let me use the knives. Nice. All right, all right, all right. First, all right, we're going to do this in a series of checks. First things first is an acrobatics check to see, like, how good you can get a crotch grab on this thing's back. Or what? You can get up there, dude. That 20? Here, I'm picking it up and showing that's... you doesn't mean anything, but yeah, <laughs> not, not 20. Okay. Nice. So your first jet goes swimmingly. You throw yourself. Like, I think you, like, leg off the bed, leg off the wall, flying yeah, through the air. Yeah, triple gainer. Straddle this creature. Now I want you to make a physical attack. Gotcha. Um, now, normally I do one knife, then the second one, but this is kind of both at the same time. Just, just give I... me one roll. We'll do a, six, okay, we'll cool. do a pass fail. Okay, cool. Am I adding my normal melee bonus? Correct. That is a, holy shit, a 19 plus 6, a 25. Okay. You managed to slam both of your daggers into this creature's, uh, the nape of its neck underneath one of these chitinous plates. You, like, angle your strike so that it goes with the grain of this of this creature's plates, and you just, like, strike into flesh. And you hear it okay. howl with pain um, as it takes, I'm going to say, like, 1d6 worth of damage, because you were mostly doing that for the vibes, right? Uh, more for just kind of, like, Control almost right, to like, but it wasn't like yeah. to do damage, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, roll it, roll a d6. We'll call that for the damage then. Three, okay, three points of damage. Perfect. Uh, Arnold, it is your turn. Uh, should I real quick do you want me to roll anything to like hold on or not yet? Sweet. Oh my god, okay. What can Arnold do? Well, the only thing I could, the only magic thing I could do would hurt uh, my friend as well, so I'm not gonna do that. Yeah, you can so, take his voice. Mm. Not gonna, I can take the monster's voice. <laughs> it's my only other move. Um, okay, I let me see. I want to do something I don't normally do either. Um, I'm going to, I mean, I'm hurt right now, but I'm going to take my crossbow out and try to shoot it in the mouth. That's okay. Yeah. yeah, hell yeah, dude. Shoot it, shoot everything else seems armor, armor, uh, armored to me. Yeah. Right? It's like kind of. I'm, I'm aiming for its mouth. That's okay. all. I, yeah. Do it. So, all right, cool. Let me see. 
Yeah, now that I know what it looks like, because that's not what was in my head at all. It's pretty horrifying, right? It's uh, way yeah. like more robust. I was picturing way yeah, more snake like. It's it's a little it's a little chunk boy, and I wasn't imagining that it was. Yeah, it's it's like thick. an enemy from she Metroid. She's thick. Uh, Arnold, you shoot better with one arm than with two. What's up with that? Yeah. It compensates. <laughs> it like, I'm just picturing him holding his crossbow like it's a pistol. <laughs> yeah. One armed. That's a kill shot. Kill shot. It was a uh, five. Okay. Uh, you shoot this thing in its mouth. And there's like a spurt of like yellow ochre blood and a howl of pain. And then you see its mandibles actually start working. And the head of this crossbow bolt starts dissolving in this thing's mouth as it snaps the bolt and starts eating it like a little gusher. Sweet. Uh, Mel, I think you're up next. No, it's the creature's turn. My bad. So uh, this creature has a Gareth on its back. It's just been stabbed. So I think it's going to do what it can to get this Gareth off its back, which is it's going to thrust backwards with one, with one of its antenna and an attempt to slap you off. <laughs> uh, it is going to roll a 16 against your AC. Oh, fuck me then. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That hits. We all have dramatically low ACs. Okay. Good news, you're only going to take three points of damage. Bad news, the buckles on your armor and belt immediately start rusting and pitting into nothing. Start dissolving into dust. Chill? Super chill? Right? Also, Alex, real quick, can I ask you something above table about my character? I don't even know if you have, like, my character sheet. Uh... I think I might have just been like reducing my HP every time it gets damaged and then saving the file because oh, my, my max HP is 20. That can't be right. That's about right. Word. Cool then. Never In that case, never mind. Um, I'll tell you what, Gareth. Not only do you not take a whole bunch of damage, um, you notice a sound or actually rather the lack of a sound because all of a sudden the snoring has stopped. Well, that's no good. And it is Mel's turn. Does talking is a free action, right? Correct. Can I uh, look at Arnold and say, Arnold, the dwarf is waking up. Shut him up. Don't let him say anything. Okay. Dwarf, shut. Wait, never mind. So I take out I take out my flute and I can I I can't see the dwarf though right you can, I mean you can see his form you can't just you just can't see his face I can't see his face okay well, I'm gonna try anyway I'm just gonna like blow like look toward his direction I'm gonna blow it blow the okay flute. um you feel that like that burst of power from your pan flutes as you like blow into them and similarly to all of your other victims you see like his chest sort of like concave a little bit almost like he's had the wind knocked out of him and you feel that flutter of power beneath your fingertips mel it is still your turn okay so gareth is on the thing correct it is rodeoing currently on an arrow or whatever was shot a bolt across the board. And Shagella's it it's back. Like 
attempting to hack its tail off. Yes. Okay. It, and it's not reacting to that? Not really. No, it's more concerned about the Gareth on its back. Okay. Um, and what is up with me and being attached to wild animals? I was thinking that when you said you were jumping on the back, like I, I was like, yeah, this time it was willing. Like, what? Let me see. I mean, I hate to just keep shooting it, but I, I'm, uh, I'm not really sure what else to do. Is the dwarf coming at us at all, or is it? I think you see him stirring, but not like he's not awake yet. And he's still deaf, right? No, he's deaf and mute. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying we kind of did him dirty when he that. was just sleeping, and now he's waking Could up. Could have been like, a very nice guy. Yeah, Could you yeah, imagine yeah. waking he's, up one day and so like, oh, can't oh. speak or hear. That's what I mean. Like that's horrifying. Um, that's the true horror here, more so than the thing. God, yeah, I hate to just fucking shoot it again, but I'm not sure what else to honestly. Yeah, I don't Dude. think there's. I don't think there's any it's need too to. Too dumb to this, talk really. to. My other magic thing would hit you. Yeah, I'm gonna shoot it, but I think right. that I want to aim for its eyes. Okay, called shot. Do it. Roll it up. Is it? Do I do what? It, just the d20 and all that. Yeah, regular all roll. Right. You have to roll good enough for me to consider it an eyeball shot. Okay. Mm. Shit as I throw it around in here. That is a plus seven is a twenty-two. Twenty-two is quite good. Roll me some damage. Oh, I gotta find my two pyramids butt to butt here. You just had it. How did you lose it? Because I've got all my dice, all my Libras Arcana, they're all in a thing. There's such a wealth of variety at LibrasArcana.com. She lost it at all the other dice. Okay. That is oh, it's an eight again. Oh shit. Okay. Um, you shoot this creature in its face. Um, I think you're so close that and it's I mean, it's bucking and writhing and throwing itself everywhere because it's trying to get the rogue off of it. So you're tracking this moving target and you almost like track its momentum and time to fire an arrow straight across this room and it hisses like a hornet slamming into its face. There's an explosion of like yellow gelatinous ochre ooze that splatters across one wall and a very lovely, tasteful painting. Um, <laughs> and then uh, this creature sort of like squeals and looks at you one eyeball or uh, one arrow shaft sticking out of its eyeball that is now ruined and ooping all over its face. Thea Landon. What are we up to? All right. So I Ooh. looked at my sheet and I have a sleep spell, but will that affect the rogue on its back? Let's it see here. Creatures. I don't know what a creature is, to be totally honest with you. So the way it's going to work is if she decides to do it, she's going to roll 5d8. And that's the hit point pool that she and I are going to choose from to affect creatures. And it starts at the lowest HP and goes to the highest. You know what? I have a feeling that if I try this, it's really, really going to fuck things up. Which would be funny. So, <laughs> I mean, funny. I guess we'll just take my little short sword and keep... That and cast work. sleep with yeah. the short sure, sword. Yeah, you cast no. sleep with it, actually. Re re real quick, I'll be super blunt with you. If you're worried about doing something because you're worried for Gareth's well-being, don't be. <laughs> do it. He's fine. All right, fuck fine. that guy. <laughs> <laughs> 
Here we go. I'm casting sleep. And you know, enjoy your nap if this actually works. Okay. So, uh, Thea, you are going to roll 5d8. I have to find two pyramids, but, but. Okay. It just says. Yeah. Roll it five times. I'll, I'll track it for you. Okay. Shit. I missed it. Sorry. Okay. So I'm rolling the d8 five times. I got this. All right. Four. Sounds like a 19 to me. That's a 19. Okay, so Thea, this monster um, immediately grows thick-limbed and sluggish. And uh, after tottering a couple steps, uh, flailing backwards with its antenna, collapses onto the carpet and starts snoozing gently to itself. Did it hit the dwarf too? Is the dwarf asleep again? Just in time for the dwarf to swing both feet onto the carpet and stand up fully. What about the rogue? <laughs> um, rogue's fine. It's it, it works as like a hit point pool. If it doesn't catch all of your hit points, it doesn't affect you. Um, and I'm not going to be a dick and make you like will save to not be slightly sleepy because I know that regular Garion is already slightly sleepy. Yeah, I'm just always <laughs> tired. All, so, so um, I think Gareth, you see this dwarf swivel and point its crossbow at you and he opens his mouth but the curious thing is that you've seen arnold do this trick before you've seen him steal people's voices you know what happens next they don't say anything it's almost like their vocal cords have been cut except this time gareth you hear a voice because this time the voice says you stole it you stole it you stole it Oh my god, it's Gollum. Uh, um, and then this dwarf is going to fire a crossbow at you. Can I roll I a reflex save to catch the bolt? <laughs> well, no, because this isn't Pathfinder and reflex doesn't exist. And I rolled a 22 against your AC, bitch. Jesus Christ, dude. Scale down this shit, bro. <laughs> no, no, you made a Pathfinder joke. Fuck you. I should scale it up. You take five points of damage. Okay, cool. It hits you in your gut just below the ribs. It's a gut shot. It's going to take you days to die from that. All right, I get it. You don't like Pathfinder. Fuck. <laughs> Arnold, you hear a very familiar voice echo through this room. Um, and the fluttering in your in your uh, pipes starts to grow pretty violent. Okay. I'm going to... Oh, what's the... The creature's asleep now, right? Creature's asleep. Got it. Okay. I'm just going to give this guy his voice back so we can do something. And in my character's just like, I don't want to hear this anymore if I can avoid it, you know, because okay. it's, it's shocking and you know, traumatic. So you just, me, you but... just release the voice. I just release the voice. I, re- I release the voice immediately. Okay. To... Anything as you like do it. I don't think he had, I don't think I've made him say anything before. I think it's just like a will thing that he just yeah. like keeps the voice in and lets the voice go. Um, This, this, tattooed shirtless dwarf uh you can see he's got a thick cast iron ring at the base of his beard it's sort of like pulling it into a sharp triangle um turns and burns your eyes with his and he speaks and you all hear two voices simultaneously you hear the deep gravelly tones of a rock dwarf uh ask you uh sharply what are you doing here 
But then you also hear a sort of like quavering nasal voice say, I can talk now. I'm free. That's not good. Uh, two, two, two things here. One, Arnold, you should probably undeafen him if he is asking us questions. No, I think he can hear by now. That's he should be able to by the yeah. The I think spell. I think deafen is a, okay. is a concentration spell. Um, yeah. Also, two is it? Can I get an opportunity to do something to this here creature that I'm still kind of on top of? Sure. Uh, I'm wondering. I don't know if I actually can or not. If I can do kind of like a coup de coup de gras type thing. I it's mean, like this a, is a like sleeping a monster. Yeah. It's well, Molly's asleep. Um. Yeah. Roll me a basic attack, Gareth. Let's resolve this real quick. All right. That is a sixteen. Uh, yeah, I don't think so. I think you. Yeah. I think you beef it. I think you miss. But it's still asleep. Great, Arnold. Okay. Um. Well. So he he just asked us a question. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna respond and just be like, um, I sorry to bother you. This monster attacked us. We were just looking for our friend. We work here. Remember, we're wearing yes, uniforms. Yes. Yeah, we were we we uh, we were looking for our friend uh, who also is an employee here of yours that you should probably you know, you probably know. His eyes immediately go to Shagella, and start like scouring her face. I think can Gareth like cut in to distract him from doing that? Yes. What do you do? Um, I think Gareth is gonna like start getting real angry. Like, what the fuck kind of pet do you have sitting in here? I know that we're not necessarily allowed in the room, but we <laughs> thought there was an emergency going on because a prisoner had escaped. But we knock on the door gently, and you don't wake up. And then we come in and we get jumped by whatever the fuck this thing is. Pardon uh, my French. This is. That's th this is. Jason, you've met Jason before. It's Jason. Come on. Everybody loves Jason. Do you remember that time three weeks ago when he melted Grant's belt and his pants fell down and everybody laughed at his butt? Yeah, it was objectively hilarious, but he didn't try to eat Frank. Above this. So he turns and like talks to Garion. I'm sorry. He turns and talks to Gareth. Arnold, you still hear that voice that says, are you going to ignore me now too? The same way you ignored me back then? I always knew you were a coward. Just to clarify, only Arnold can hear this? Yes, it just no, it's, a, it's out loud. Everybody can hear it. There are twin voices sort of like wrapped around each other. Now, I hate, I hate to uh, question you, sir. Uh, do you hear that? secondary voice just kind of what are you what are you what are you talking about nothing i'm being stupid don't worry about it i thought so are shouldn't you be on rounds and i'm pretty sure i recognize her face you know i'm just gonna cut right to the chase here have you seen a really fancy ass flute like it's all engraved and everything made of the <laughs> finest metals got like gemstones embedded into it just out of curiosity i just want to know yeah she wants to break in front of the prisoner who escaped to destroy her morale she doesn't actually want it i just heard it was really nice to look at and i just want to see it for myself i will literally feed you to jason i mean 
my flute might be in there, so you know we'd accomplish. Yeah, Thea, yeah. I think he like I think he like you see him almost like a train conductor choo chewing. He like jerks his elbow down, and you hear a sharp clink as he reloads a fresh crossbow bolt into his arm crossbow, and then he points it at you and he says, "You're the you're the prisoner. You're the one." Mel's gonna act Gar- surprised. Gareth oh my Amiba. god, you're the prisoner. Yeah, Gareth will be like, get her, and like <laughs> jumper. <laughs> Um, I think you might have had me confused with my twin sister, Bacella. Bacella? That's that's the one that's going on record. Theo? What did Ella do? <laughs> <laughs> she was around. I I think you get to I think you get to fuck, and then the rest of it dissolves in a muffled oomph as the rogue tackles you from the neck down. <laughs> uh, don't worry, boss. I'm on it. Fully drives you into the carpet and sort of like body checks you. And while you go down, Arnold, you hear this high-pitched voice still needling at you. Uh, says, I know, I know you can hear me. I know you can, and I'm free now, and I'm gonna tell everybody that you stole my song. Oh, this fucking guy again. Yeah, this guy again. I <laughs> yeah. God, um, I need to, oh, also, like, I just I want to clarify something now while I have the chance. When I when I biffed that killing move on the on Jason, I did remove my knives from itself and put them back in on my okay. purse. Okay. I'm not you leaving had... my weapons inside of Jason. You got your weapons back. You're not leaving anything inside of Jason Heard. <laughs> so what can we do to the what should we do to this guy? I mean, does is he reacting at all? Is he reacting? Like, right? Capturing like, the prisoner like a good yeah. Employee? I think he. I think he. You see him hesitate and say. I think he turns to Mel, um, <clears throat> and says, "Get uh, yeah. I we we got to get her back in the cell before. I mean, I'm not going to explain myself to you. Get her back in the cell and yeah, get out of we, my apartment. Should, should we go ahead and throw her in the cell with the other one, the stupid uh, robber? No, they took her to go see the. I mean. Yeah, whatever. Put her in the cell. Uh, okay, that didn't really answer my question, boss. I don't know how to tell you this in words small enough for your idiot brain to understand. Pick her up and go put her in the cell. Okay, I'm going. Now, I... Listen, boss, I want to talk about unionizing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, I think Gareth is just going to be like, Listen, listen, there were two prisoners in that cell earlier. One of them is gone. I don't know if you want them to be in the same cell, if we want her in the cell with the other robber, or if we want her in the cell we just were, you know, she was in originally. I just want to make sure that this prisoner is exactly where you, the boss, want her, and not where a grunt like me thinks she should be. I just got fit, like, literally... The breath from my last sentence where I told you where to put her is still curling in front of my face. When I told you to go put her back in the cell, the thief is in an audience with the boss and she's probably going to be dead soon. So she's none of your concern. Put <laughs> this nice. one back in the cell. On okay. It. Yes. Understood. On it. All right. Tackle time, I guess. So can we, can we see... Listen, the speed and ease with which you get into that position, Thea, I don't know about it. I don't know about, dude, it's just your arm, dude. It's not like, it's not like, oh, it's taking so much motor function for me to, uh. (laughs) I was trying to help Thea promote her her smutty book. 
train hard, rest harder. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, all the here's, arm work I've been doing. Here's how you do it. Jesus Christ, Thea, your arms are looking huge. You must be in the gym resting hard as fuck. Tell nice, us about your nice. book. Nice. I love Kristen it. is that way. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What are we doing? Uh, I think he lowers his crossbow because you have successfully fooled him uh, into thinking that you actually work there. Okay. Uh, I think, I think, they um, totally I am absolutely going with these three gainfully employed guards. They will put me in that. So I'm ready. So Mel <laughs> um, walks over to like, forever like she's gonna drag her somewhere and just says like real low in her ear like shut the fuck up <laughs> it's true you Sorry. are snitching on yourself I, the number of times she does this to gary and like just sort of day in day out so but then i whisper back bring that about the flute though shut the oh. fuck up I promise we'll find your flute. I mean, we're gonna we're gonna get her out of here. Let's go right now. So we go toward. Uh, I'm imagining there's another exit that we haven't seen yet. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. There's another door with. Uh, actually, as you get closer to it, there is a uh, glowing yellow eye embedded in the wood. Okay, cool. So can we just go right through that door, and what do we see? Uh, more importantly, does the dwarf try to stop us from going through clearly the wrong door? I think you hear him, uh, you hear like movement behind you and then his gruff, angry voice turns a little soft and he says, Jason, are you, you're, you're okay, right? Now, don't I think worry, and Jason. Then, and, Daddy's right here. I'm not going to let anything bad happen to you. I if think, you have and, any of these boo-boos, I'm going to fix them right up. I think in an effort to kind of distract the door from us, again, clearly going through the wrong door, um, Gareth is going to like bend down and like, assist in healing jason maybe give him a little like coin as a snack or something are you assuming these other guards can heal things and they're not just i actually i actually like where gareth's head is at because he's seen the creature eat metal and so he's gonna try and give it like something to eat uh i think the problem gareth is you see it immediately it's sort of like groggy and sort of like still waking up from this sleep spell but you see it make a beeline towards the dagger at your waist and start snoofling like it's the most delicious snack it's ever smelled in its life. Yeah, it's probably because it is. Um, I I think Gareth is just gonna do the like talking to like a dog who really wants some of your dinner. No, Jason, not for you. This is my dagger. Okay. Um, let's assume you feed it something because we gotta kind of move it along. And you you do something nice for Jason, which I do appreciate. Yeah. Arnold, you push open this door. And uh, it opens into like a long curving tunnel uh, or a long curving hall rather that's open on one side to look into this like audience chamber. Um, and you walk a couple feet, Gareth, I'm going to say that you like follow behind and Gareth, you actually see the eyeball buried in this door swivel. And so like spin to look at you like you can see both sides of the door Word. and it glares at you, Gareth. Oh. Roll me an insight check, please. That is a god damn. All right, Miasma, you're out. I got a five. Uh, yeah, it's just an angry eye. Yeah, sorry, sorry, Miasma, you're out of here for tonight. Ancient Iron coming back. I like that Gareth, like Argarian, announces his d20s that are coming into rotation. It's pretty yeah, sick. of course. They need to feel shame. Um, okay. 
you are looking at a massive audience chamber, uh, Arnold. It is lavish, just like the apartments that you just left. There are uh, huge paintings and tapestries and carpets and all sorts of like very fancy pieces of like art and and tasteful instruments. And standing on a raised dais is a pale elf with lank white hair sort of hanging in greasy strands around his neck. He's sort of like hunched over, sort of like you ever see those pangolins that have sort of like a question? Wow. He's sort of hunched oh, yeah. over like a pangolin with a question, it's except like not Got cute it. at all. Okay. Um, and sure. you know sure what? You know what, real. Diana? Roll, roll, a, roll an inside check for me real quick, real quick. We're almost at the I, end here, but we gotta know. We gotta know. Gotta know. Uh, fifteen. It's not cute at all. This guy sucks. He looks like he smells like three-day-old chili cheese fries. He looks like he verbally abuses his waitress. Oh, oh! You, he looks like he snaps his fingers when he wants somebody to come to his table. Oh, god! He is looking at a very familiar Jessica apostrophe, who is kneeling down. Uh, between two black leather clad guards her face is bent but even from your vantage point you can see pretty roughed up she her face is covered in bruises she's bleeding from like a laceration along one jaw um and it's like tap tap tapping onto the carpet and you can hear it because it's deathly quiet in this room and you hear this pale man uh say in a high-pitched querulous voice now I believe you've got something of ours, something precious. And uh, Jess makes like a quick, a quick move, sort of like indicating that she's got something tucked inside her her shirt. And one Ruby. of the guards reaches in and consensually, still because even bad guys have morals, uh, grabs it. I'm going to be honest. Don't think it was consensual. Well, he said, like, hey, is it okay if I reach inside your shirt? I'm just going to grab, like, the thing that you're indicating. And she's like, yeah, it's in the outside sort of, like, pocket. Um, and he pulls out a gorgeous gemstone and filigree silver flute that's, I think, three and a half feet long. And you can tell, Arnold, from where you guys are, it's a mastercraft instrument. It is easily worth a cool thousand golden boobies right Mel off the dome. immediately digs her because she's still holding on. You're still like, holding. her nails into her and says, remain the... F Shut your fucking mouth. If you say <laughs> anything about that flu, I will get it, break it in front of you, and make you eat it. You know, yeah, this meanwhile, is a, guest, a guest on our show. So, meanwhile, Gareth leaves. So delighted you're here. I don't here, have a problem Thea. with her. I have a problem with when we're trying to do like a mission, and she's like so focused on the flute when we could die. So, so I, I think uh, Gareth is going to gonna lean over and be like, "I found it." Sure, I was going to say, yeah. "Okay, oh, yeah." It's a really nice flute. Did you not hear the expert description? I mean, it's a priority. Arnold. But I will be good, and I will not say anything about the flute. Yeah. All right. You will not say anything about the flute. Arnold. Anthony, you've been trying to get a joke out for like 10 minutes. Oh, I'm not okay. even going to say a joke. I was just going to say like, okay, Arnold just like gives her an out and just uses message since only I can hear it and be like, hey, what do you want to say about that flute? Because it looks pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> I know you got to just get it out. Get it out. 
to me. You, no one else can hear it. It's just me. So. Okay, so you do things, and I'm just gonna like slide over here and wax poetic about my flute for a while. You're like mentally, yeah, just mentally screaming about how cool this flute is. And you just see Arnold just like dead behind the eyes, like oh, it's. <laughs> I was I was like super interested. It's that <laughs> meme of the girl, like you know. <laughs> Mel's going to quietly ask Gareth, how do, what do you think about leaving her here with the flu? <laughs> as long as I got the flu. Yeah. Like, what if we just left her here with it? I mean, honestly, okay. I'd... she wasn't really part of our itinerary That's when we started. She, we just kind of found her. Right. Like, what? I think uh, this guard pulls out this flute and. You hear the still somehow defiant voice of Jessica apostrophe say, yeah, and I know it looks super cool, but that's that's the one. That's the only valuable thing I brought in here with me. It's just that, nothing else. You can take it. You can do whatever you want with it. Sap it in half, blow in it, drink bubbles from it. I don't give a fuck. It's literally worthless to me personally. And you, actually, before I describe that, let me get perception checks from all of you, please. Uh, Thea, you as well. You're going to roll your d20 and you are going to add one to it. God damn. Gareth got an 11. Mediocre. 15. Oh, fuck. I got a four. Oof. I got a 16. 16. What a mid-roll batch. That's okay. All right, Inch and Iron, you're out of here. (laughs) Arnold, you see this pale figure twitch a little bit on this raised dais you i guess you see it but like arnold sees sees it in 4k i rolled a 17 oh i thought you said 14 oh shit my bad you mel see this figure (laughs) on this dais twitch and arnold you see a bunch of bullshit probably yeah, you see nothing. Idiot. You see dog shit. You see just piles of dog shit. Okay, right. <laughs> well, you, you guys... Not from Josh Black. He's a good boy. Perfect. Um, you see this figure twitch like an involuntary shudder, and he says, No, no, that's not what you tried to take. And Jessica Apostrophe says, No, yeah, it is for sure. That's That's all I came down here for was this bullshit, whatever it is. You know, no, 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 his voice changes as it flickers. No, that's not what you came here for. Oh, and you see him shudder again. And this time it's accompanied by like a spasm of his like hands as they twitch closer to his waist. And this voice echoes as he says, no, no, no. And then, uh, you hear his voice rip as he shouts the name Silgar. Did my mic cut that out or did you hear it? No, you're good. We heard it. Silgar. Silgar. And this pale elf rips like a wet meat puppet as a boiling mass of tentacles with eyes on the end of them explodes out of it. And a full-grown beholder, eight feet tall and five feet across with a caving huge mouth filled with jagged teeth and a lolling red tongue, screams out of the empty husk of this elf that like falls 
in tatters onto this dais as this beholder stares in one-eyed fury at Jessica Apostrophe and screams, You tried to steal my fish, Silgar! Yeah, you know what? I don't think... I don't know if rubbing Jess's face in this is worth it anymore. All right, before we we close it out right here, uh, Thea, one more time, can you tell our audience about your book and anything very exciting that you have coming up? All right, so the most recent book is actually a contemporary smutty romance, which I do every now and then. I will say, in the past, you know, I've done the whole dragon spaceship, whatever. But again, Train Hard, Rest Harder is finally the Jim Smut book. And in October, I have another book plan, you know, Tis the Season. So, you know, those Hallmark movies where the, you know, the high-powered executive, you know, fancy bitch woman has to go back to her hometown. This Rural time hometown. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then, like, the first guy she sees just kind of standing there. Exactly. It's like that. So she goes back to take over her dead aunt's yarn shop and she meets the guy next door and thinks he's cute, except he just happens to be possessed by a demon. Oh, well, that's a twist I did not see coming. Makes him cuter, in my opinion. So, yeah, she has to deal with, you know, the dead aunt, the yarn shop, this cute guy next door and the demon that is inside him. It's a Hellmark movie. Okay, so... (laughs) with him is she also sleeping with the demon like how is this yeah is the demon inside of him and her (laughs) wait the plot here i told you it was a demon i mean that's not it's gonna be in the blurb it's not a spoiler but you know it it's gonna be all twisty and tied in knots and other yarn jokes that i have to plan out oh my god that's so great so that's coming up in october because i had been a busy little bee this year Fantastic. Okay, and where can the people find you across socials? All right. Well, my website is really hard to remember. It's theolandon.com. Damn, damn. Can you spell it? Yeah, I already forgot. Yeah, at the end. And I am pretty much everywhere. I'm on Twitter and Facebook and Insta and Threads and Blue Sky and Jesus fucking Christ. Can we narrow the scope of these socials already? They're all Theolandon except... Instagram and possibly threads made me put a period in there for some reason that I don't even know. So that one's Thea Dot Landon, but I don't know. I got a link tree somewhere. You'll find it. It's some variation of Thea Landon everywhere. Just the name, none of this. For this, right or that. Yeah, it's me. All right. Well, Thea, thank you so much for being here. And it was Honestly, a delight to have you, despite everything that Mel's character uh, did to your character. No, I, I was going to say, no, you were great. Um, it, it was a character thing. Like, Mel gets really easily annoyed. And, like, you were so and good. I'll be honest, like, in real life, I really don't care about the flute. <laughs> there like... we go. Everybody's pretending. Fantasy. We did it, guys. Thanks I'm so not much. pretending. I actually can't read. All right. Bye. Bye. I wish I could pull my shit together. I've been trying to do that for many years. It has I thought, aren't, aren't you like dead inside? Just channel that. I do channel that. That's my baseline state. Just, okay. just, start, just start thinking about your life and then you'll never laugh again. All right. Here's how we're going to do it. I'm <laughs> sorry. That was me. Damn. Damn. I, I, I want to I throw in an apology for that one. That was off out of pocket.